Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 3, Episode 34. Today we're talking about Jingle All the Way from 1996, directed by Brian Levant. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. There's nothing wrong with capitalism, McGraw. And I'm just regular Justin Silverman. Welcome to the dumpster. We were really bonding. We were drawing. We were laughing, having a great time, talking about that turbo guy. Turbo Man, which reminds me, you got the doll, right? The doll. Yeah. The Turbo Man doll. I asked you to pick one up two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> that doll. Of course. Howard, you didn't. Please tell me that you did not forget that doll. No, no, I I, I got it. I... I got the Turbo Man doll, the one that has those things that shoot out in front with that Rock'em Sock'em jetpack and with that realistic voice box that says, it's Turbo Time. I got it. Oh, good. There you are. I mean, you thought for a minute that I would not do something that you tell me. I got it right away. Ah. Good, because at this point, they'd probably be impossible to find. sing the full Boingo Boingo song, so that's what everybody gets. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the capitalism! There's nothing wrong with the free enterprise, man, you know? Except uh, giant corporations building monopolies. Well, also, this movie takes... This is the weirdest Purge prequel I've seen so far. Because <laughs> it very clearly takes place in some weird dystopia where you can just beat people out in public uh, over uh, the pursuit of toys. Yeah, Connor, it was called the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gave any shits. It was still the Wild West then, you know? <laughs> that was considerably better than what we have now. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't think I ever got my jetpack either. <laughs> or the hoverboard. I mean, fuck it. That was the other one. I was like, so is this in the kick-ass universe or is this in the purge universe? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is our final Trashing Through the Snow episode for the holiday season, folks. And we got another special guest for you. We got Justin Silverman. How you doing, Justin? I'm pretty good. It's it's nice and murky here in the dumpster with you uh, you guys. Oh, yeah. It smells a little bit. It's fucking murky as hell, man. Yeah, man. But those Christmas cookies aroma is like it's in the air. You know, you got that Yankee candle kicking up. What do you think? That's good. I'm glad someone dumped all that in here. <laughs> It is good that it's bigger on the inside like the TARDIS, though, or at least we'd all be squeezed in here real tight. Oh, it goes deep, man. Sure does. Again, it's like that. It's like the fucking uh, the Ghostbusters uh, uh, containment unit. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. We all got our suits on. We're swimming in there with Pumpkinhead Ghost and fucking Slimer <laughs> and the rest. Stay Puffs there. Oh, oh, yes. Sam Haynes here. Yeah, sure is. On his own little island. So uh, before we get going, uh, Justin, uh, can you tell us all a little bit about yourself and what you do and um, and where people can find you at? Okay, well, I guess without incriminating uh, myself, yeah, <laughs> I, I work for Screenwave Media, where I'm a production, um, what do you call it, manager, and I guess I mostly produce um, Angry Video Game Nerd and Cinemassacre stuff. Used to be on the show Rental Reviews, which was, I guess, more like a, a video podcast that was weekly. But with everything going on in 2020, we kind of ramped that down and, you know, just working, always trying to work on stuff. We publish in indie games and work on gaming conventions, which is another problem this year. So, you know, I just make and do a lot of 
junk, I guess. For sure, yeah. That uh, the AVGN uh, remaster games just came out, did they not? Yeah, yeah. Those games come out um, for Switch and Steam, and they're coming out to PS4 and Xbox soon. And then we're working on a uh, physical edition soon after that, probably for the summer. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. I can't wait for that. That's really cool. Well, so so you mentioned this show, Rental Reviews, and we, we've had t- this guy Tony from Hack the Movies on the show a couple times now. T- wait, Tony from what? <laughs> From, from Hack the Movies. Yeah, never heard of him. What's that? Who's that? He uh, he has his own show called Talking About Tapes. Does that have any relation? I, I, I think the store has been um, co-opted. <laughs> Commandeered? <laughs> the, 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 the landlord has uh, skipped town and some vagrants. <laughs> I, I, I think one of them even uh, escaped out of an abandoned movie theater, and, and now they're just working together. <laughs> You know, I love the prospect of a territory dispute inside of a video store. Yeah, so yeah, well, you know, I, I guess what uh, opportunity knocks, right? And I guess <laughs> sure, Tony from talking about tapes has filled that <laughs> void in his heart and life, and <laughs> is uh, using those for that, and and no one seems to mind, so it's fine. <laughs> Just, just had to give uh, Tony a little woe there and a little plug at the same time. You know, backhanded compliments, right? Well, I, I mean, considering, not to be modest, but as the best part of rental reviews, I'm surprised <laughs> I've not been migrated into talking about <laughs> tapes, but I, I guess it's easier for Tony to talk to other, uh, you know, prestigious people like Mr. Lascola here. Oh, it's, well, I didn't I didn't mean to take your spot, excuse me. No, no, it's it, it's fine. I, I, I get it. I, it. It's all politics, <laughs> really, in, in the... Talking about garbage from the eighties, uh, YouTube, uh, you know, that, you know that that point zero five percent of YouTube we're looking for. Oh yeah, it's all very political sounding, but it also sounds like the Wild West. You can just move into someone's area and just set up shop. It seems it's like the OK Corral down there. Yeah, there's no deed. Everybody just kind of rolls in with their guns drawn, yeah. <laughs> and they're fighting a giant rat. Yeah. <laughs> but you can always uh, head over to Patreon.com forward slash Movie Dumpster and uh, sign up for any tier. To ask us questions, get behind-the-scenes videos, pictures, all that good stuff. See some behind-the-scenes stuff of the barbecue, back from the summer, trashing through the snow and trick-or-trash, and much more to come. Oh, yeah, lots of makeup stuff. We're going to see how we created Dobby. We put, we made Sean into Dobby. Yeah. Definitely want to see some BTS of that. Kind of our homage to Wienerville in some weird way, I guess. Yeah, Dobbyville. Like like, like Do- Dobby, the, Dobby the Elf? Oh, yeah. Yes. Have you seen the, pro- the, the promo for Trashing Through the Snow? This event month? I have not. Oh, yeah. I play uh, Haggerty the Blue, and, and Sean is uh, Dobby, the elf from Harry Potter. Uh, I was worried you made him in, like, like Dobby, like, like Dobie Gray, you know? Like, give me the beat, boy. You know, I was a little worried about that. Oh, no. Yeah, he's going to get lost in that rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, drift away. I get it. <laughs> Uh, and you could just get access to the post by signing up to the $2 tier and become an official dumpster dweller. $5 tier, you also get a... Uh, Movie Dumpster sticker pack and those commentary tracks. We got that first one out. We're just going to keep reminding you, Legend of Gator Face. Yeah, got to get on that Gator Face, man. It's a load of fun. We had a lot of fun. Everyone that has uh, told us they watched it said it was fun. So what are you waiting for? Go sign up. Go check it out. Sync it up, baby. And then, of course, we have Book to the Movie. Uh, with C.B. Smith, we got that Frankenstein and Unbound episode. You know, November was Unbound month for some fucking reason. Every day is Unbound day. True. Here in the MDU. And that Franken-Turkey episode, the mini-sode, 
And uh, we got plenty more coming to you in 2021 for season four. Yeah, should be a blast. And then you can, of course, then sign up for that $10 tier. I always, for some reason, I, I don't ever say the name of the second tier. It, it's uh, Time Traveling Mutant, if you want to know. It's a Daniel Baldwin reference. Go go all the way back to get that one. Yeah, uh, fucking season one, episode four, get in the fucking car with Daniel Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah, Days of Futures Baldwin. Mm-hmm. And for that $10 tier, you'll also get the Movie Dumpster logo t-shirt a glow-in-the-dark enamel pin, and all that good stuff. And uh, you can ask us questions. You can also email us at moviedumpsterpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and speaking of Patreon, we got some questions, do we not? That's where that all led to. Okay, so our first question comes in from Kyle MacDonald, and he says, If you could adopt one of the monsters from the dumpster, who would it be? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if we want to adopt any of them. I don't know if I want to adopt I don't want any of these things in my house. I guess just for the novelty of it, even though it would be fucking disgusting, I guess Cumdar? Yeah, I wouldn't want, no, because then, like, you're, like, everything he touches, you have to touch eventually. No, I'm good. Yeah. Same thing with, like, the being. The being is just constantly dissolving. I don't want him around. <laughs> Don't go in his shed. I don't want to clean up after him. Don't don't mess with those magazines. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The being that 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 that's a. I don't want that thing in my house. I would I would hold Munchie under the bathwater until the bubble stopped. <laughs> so are you adopting him just to kill him? Is that the idea then? <laughs> I mean, if I if someone said like, "Here's your new pet," I would be like, "Oh man, this isn't gonna last more than a day before I absolutely break." You just hear like the bubbles going. You leave my son alone, okay? Uh, well, keep him out of my house. I won't have to drown him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't adopt him, motherfucker. <laughs> this kind of makes me think of that, like, cage match scenario we had, a f- you know, a few episodes back with the uh, kids of the MDU. You know, when I hear the word adopt, I know we- I know Kyle's talking about monsters in the MDU, mm. or in the-, in the proverbial dumpster, even. But I just go back to that, you know, that 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 image is burned into my brain of uh, Satan's little helper just taking out all those little kids. Oh yeah, that, that's a, that's a disgusting display of power. I think maybe I pull him out of the dumpster. He's a monster, kind of right. I guess you're gonna adopt Satan man. <laughs> my own personal Satan man. Yeah, just put him outside. Give him his little doghouse. Keep him away from your from your mom and your and your wife and your sisters. Sure. Well, he's an outside pet. He stays out there. <laughs> put him on the leash on the tree. He never, he never comes. He never comes inside. He He's a little run in a doghouse. <laughs> Gives people the finger when they walk by for me. Oh, yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a deterrent. Hey, nobody's going to come break into your house and live, that's for sure. Exactly. Uh, who would I adopt? Um, Norm? <laughs> I think Norm. I would probably say Norm. He's great. He's funny as shit. He's more of like a person, though. Like, uh, I just said Satan's little helper, but still. He's, like he's kind of like a dog or a cat person, though, right? I know Munchie's like a cat imp, but he's like a wisecracking pain in the ass that never shuts the fuck up. It's like adopting a dog and a homeless person at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the sad thing is, though, you gotta listen to him and his girlfriend fuck loud as hell in the next room over. Oh, yeah, squeezing those giant bobos, yep. I... uh, Justin is probably very perplexed right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, I've just been staring at... I have the the Jingle All The Way poster on my screen, I've just been looking at it. (laughs) Uh, how about a monster from that? Maybe Ted, the reindeer Ted. He's pretty dangerous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be petting Ted. <laughs> well, is Ted a man trapped in a reindeer body? Like, is that what happened there? I, I don't know who did the practical effects on that reindeer and Jingle all the way, but it, it's pretty horrifying. Yeah. It's good. Do you think the guy in Commando that Arnold Schwarzenegger kills is in that reindeer reincarnated? Wait, which Which guy? He killed a lot of guys in that. No, the main guy. At the end. Oh, Bennett. Yeah. It could be. You think so? He's pissed off at him. He sees his face, goes after him. He just needs to blow off some steam, you know? 
he finds him living in, living in this nice house with a family. He's like, this motherfucker. And then, oh, Phil Hartman adopted me. I was thinking that that reindeer was actually just Prancer coming back from the mountain all messed up from his, you know, his long fall. That po- He's got brain damage, right? His brain damage. Yeah. That's a possibility. Fell into a fucking portal that opened up as right before it hit the cliff bottom. <laughs> oh, he was abducted, yeah, by John Hurt. There it goes. By Hurt, he's got that Pokemon farm or whatever the fuck. He keeps all the monsters. <laughs> I, we've talked about it before. Remember, oh, Mr. Yeah. Mime fucking, uh, you know, or, or no, excuse me, it was Ash's mom and Professor Oak fucking Mr. Mime horrified. I think that's what it was. Maybe he was cranking it in the corner. I can't remember at this point. Yeah, it was Mr. Mime uh, miming I, d- uh, d- d- Professor Oak fucking Ash's mother, I think it was, yeah. I don't know where we were going with that one. I don't know either. I forget. I Honestly, all the monsters in the MDU, I don't want to be physically near because they usually come with some kind of goo. And I don't, I don't want to... Like the suckling, the being, the draniac, cumdar, they're all, it sounds like too much of a fucking mess. Like, yep. Yeah, I definitely don't want a fucking uh, baby oopsie daisy just fucking floating around here for the rest of my life. Oh, Jesus. Get that werebear? Maybe. I might take the werebear. <laughs> but thank you for that question, Kyle. Uh, our next question, pretty easy yes or no, I guess. Eggnog or boiled custard, uh, Patrick Farmer asks us. Hmm. Um, neither? <laughs> I'll take eggnog. I don't think I've actually ever had boiled. What the hell's boiled custard? I, I have no idea. Is that like English custard? Is that what he's talking about? Like English custard? Or the- This guy has to be British because that's not a normal food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to try that, but I'm always like, oh, that fucking looks good. I, except, you know, when I think about the dead alive thing. That's the only thing I do think of is because that, that guy going, what's new? Pudding? I haven't had a nice custard in years. And he is enjoying the shit out of that. It's like figgy pudding or one of those things. Just don't even, don't. That's some Oliver Twist shit. You don't want that. Yeah. (laughs) Some spotted dick for you? Mm. Exactly. I'll take the eggnog any day, put some fucking heavy liquor in there, and just, uh, you know, float off somewhere into another dimension. Oh, yeah, man. Kick it up. I don't like eggnog, so this is a question I can contribute nothing to because I don't know what the other thing is. (laughs) So you can just say no because for some reason, and pitch just as a yes or no answer. I, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, I, is, yeah. which one's eggnog and custard? The yes or the no? I guess no for Connor. <laughs> yeah, just nope. Um, yeah, eggnog, sure. You can be, it, it depends what liquor you like, you know what I mean? I, I prefer mine with bourbon, but, you know, you slip a little of that fucking uh, Captain Morgan's uh, gingerbread rum in there. There you go. Mm. I can offer an alternative, and that is chocolate raspberry coffee. Okay. Well, sure. You going to put some bur- you going to put some bourbon in that? Sinbad's going to slip you some fucking old granddad? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll do it. I don't need someone to slip it for me. <laughs> Sinbad's going to give it to you. Take take care of that myself. When I had it a f- couple weeks ago, um I got to get more. Christmas is uh well, we're there. We're at Christmas at this point. Shit, I just realized that. That's when this comes. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Christmas Eve. I put, because I still have some left over, and I don't know why I did this, but it tasted fucking delicious. I still have some of that pumpkin uh, whiskey. I put some of that in my eggnog, and that was pretty good. Oh, jeez. We're still hitting that pumpkin, huh? It was a weird combination of flavors, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> pumpkin eggnog. I made pumpkin pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. It was very good. Oh. That sounds good. Yeah. Um. So eggnog, yes, for me. Yeah, I, I guess that's the answer. It's, it's three eggnogs and one no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three eggnogs and one nah. Oh, wait, Kate, am I allowed to change my answer? Sure. I'm going with yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Very level. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Patrick. Our next question comes from Daniel, perhaps, and he says he's got a, he's got a bit of a journey to take us on here. Okay. Oh, these are the best. Okay. <laughs> we, we got at least one more of those coming. But uh, Daniel asks, or Daniel says, would you say 
Arnold's obsession to spoil Anakin with the materialistic possession he wanted so badly, <laughs> single-handedly, set him up for this possessive nature that made him susceptible to turn to the dark side. <laughs> and if so, does this technically make Arnold a Sith Lord? There's a follow-up, but I'll go to it after we go through this nonsense. Oh, wow. I was not ready for today. I mean, Daniel, he's he's thinking about this like we would with the MDU cap on. He sure is. I think he's onto something. <laughs> Shit, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Sith Lord. I think by accident, though. I don't think he's really trying. He's trying to be a Jedi Master, but he's accidentally a Sith Lord. Jamie, please. Come over to the dark side, Jamie. I guess T Turbo Man would be the uh, hy the hypothetical Sith Lord here, because he's the he's the one offering the temptation silently. Yeah, but I, 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 I just don't see... Arnold having any force powers in this. Like, he can't fly the jetpack right. He keeps messing up. This is true. He has no clairvoyance. He can't eat. Though he is good at tricking people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the Schwarzenegger mind trick? Like, the cops and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, because Phil Hartman's definitely full Sith in this. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and he could be Jamie's father. You don't know. <laughs> And and this could have been a well no it wouldn't this technically he was an, an immaculate birth from born from the midichlorians exactly <laughs> right yeah so it's it's kind of a moot point Phil was trying to move in though because he was like I I I know that kid's got a high midichlorian count he's gonna be my padawan that's why Arnold's a very non-committal father he's like he's not even mine like, <laughs> why didn't want him where did he come from he just came from nowhere I might as well just put the cart before the horse and just you know get this theory out there before we even really get into this I think this is the same Arnold that comes back in Terminator Dark Fate oh and he kills fucking uh, John Connor in, in fucking Brazil or wherever the hell it is the Cayman Islands and then he 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 reassimilates. He he turns into this Howard character, the head of a fucking mattress company. I sure. <laughs> and then uh, after he finishes this storyline, I I don't know. Maybe he goes and lives in the woods. Maybe there's a fucking thirty or forty year passage. You know, mm. he's, he doesn't necessarily regret that killing yet. No, but he's you know he's texting Linda Hamilton though. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry about your dead son. Here's all the Terminator coordinates. I have them for some reason. It makes no sense. Don't think about it. It's the sixth movie in a fucking series. Gynet keeps emailing me. I don't know why. I'm decommissioned. Why won't you text me back? I, I, I think this might be in, like, Disney's overarching cinematic <laughs> universe because, you know, you have Anakin and all that. But remember, he has a giant Captain America mural in his bedroom. Yes! <laughs> that thing's incredible. So this might be the first breadcrumb to what eventually came with Disney Plus and everything. That's very, very good question. It's a deep, it's a deep hole, I feel like, yeah? Mm-hmm. The new Spider-Man movie will solve everything because we're bringing everybody back, right? <laughs> it, it's going to explain it all. Yeah, Turbo Man's already been announced for that movie. You can't announce it. It happened five minutes ago. We can't talk about this right now. <laughs> Be here for an hour. Oh, I, I just, I just figured it out. The ultimate bad guy in the movie is Sinbad. Yeah, I mean... His name has, his name has Sin... And bad. <laughs> I think you cracked the code. That is the, hang on, that's actually the most Star Wars name in the movie, because that's how George Lucas names all of his villains. True. Hey, you know, that's a pretty good name. Come on, Savage Opress? Oh no, he must be a bad guy. <laughs> but he continues after that little uh, side tangent. He says, on an unrelated note, I recently watched Little Nicky again for the first time in years, and I sent Joe and Connor this, so I hope you both watched it. And I'm, and wouldn't you know it, to my horror, in the nightmarish nipples role that haunted my youth, Clint fucking Howard. Uh, LOL, he's goddamn everywhere. You know what, Daniel? 
You're not wrong. Yeah, of course he is. He's he's omnipotent, that guy. It's a very weird role for him, even, honestly. If you, if you saw the clip <laughs> from Little Nicky. Quentin Tarantino's in that movie. Like, that... <laughs> he, he, like, goes past the window, right? And Clint Howard's, like, doing his fucking, I don't know what, dance, right? His little Buffalo Bill dance. Do you, do you want to fuck me? He's basically Buffalo Bill. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Look it up. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since it fucking came out, so... <laughs> just look up the clip. Yeah, I don't like to hurt myself like that, so I haven't watched it in years. I'll just rip it and post it on Instagram. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just Clint Howard doing his best Buffalo Bill. Nice. Yeah. It distracts Satan for like a second. Oh, man, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me, man. Well, I really haven't scraped the bottom of the barrel to get money these days. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have did Jack Frost. <laughs> Yeah, that re- real important role he would have had. You think he's still cashing those checks for the Carnosaur role? Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah, probably. He ca- he, ch- he cashes every check, Joe, even the pennies ones. <laughs> uh, our next question comes from Dustin Elkins, and he says, What would you think the higher powers would exchange for Christmas? I'm assuming he's talking about either Hurt, GVD, or the Wizards. Yeah, the three Wizards on high, yep. I was thinking about this before, and, like, Charnetsky is totally that guy that buys, like, a box of chocolates but eats, like, a bunch of them and then still gives it to you <laughs> as a gift. Right. Yeah, he gives you an advent calendar that's half-eaten. <laughs> yeah, or, like, a, yeah, a fucking bucket of chicken that's mostly bones. Oh, here you go. Yeah, Merry Christmas. He eats the skin off all the chicken and just gives you the, ba- the, the fucking bucket back. <laughs> He's the guy who licks all the barbecue ribs so you can't have any. That's why Gunner was kind of thrilled when Haggerty decided to finally come back west mm. and come back to the fucking wizard's castle. That's right, yeah. Because he could finally have someone to summon Dobby to do all their dirty work because they kept sending Charnetsky to pick up the fast food orders and half would be fucking gone before it got back to the mansion. <laughs> that's why he's in, that's why they keep him, that's why the other ones keep him around, yeah. You know, a lot of death and murder for poor Dobby to go through, but at least they don't have uh, all their pizzas don't have pizza slices missing from their pies. Yeah, that's, yeah, or like pieces, yeah, bites out of their cakes and shit, yeah. Small price to pay. I think everyone gives Allie Oates, like, just a piece of a blanket. <laughs> a quilt every year? Yeah, she just, she gets more rags, they just, like, she makes a big igloo out of it. Yeah, G- Gunner gets a fucking new chainsaw, for sure. Yeah. I think Haggerty gives people the gift of letting them shoot Dobby in the face. No, somebody commented on our on our Instagram post, uh, they, they did a play on the fucking Breakfast Club thing, where, where Judd Nelson's talking about his dad giving him fucking cigarettes for Christmas. <laughs> That's what you're getting from fucking Haggerty, dude. Oh, here you go. Here's a whole box of camels. Yeah, you know Haggerty's handing them out to everybody when they say they don't smoke. He just takes it from them. <laughs> More for me. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, they're ethereal. I could just, you know, snap my fingers and they just appear, but, you know, it's a novelty thing. I got him. I had Dobby pick him up from the 7-Eleven in New Jersey. What do you mean it's empty? Yo, I stopped in North Carolina because it's, you know... Picked him up for $5 or $3 a pack. And then I brain Dobby with a golf club because I just can. <laughs> I don't know. What would they... I, I'm trying to think, like, take it away from the Wizards for a second because I think you guys kind of all nailed it there. John Hurt's gift to everyone on Christmas is not annihilating them from existence. Every, sure. Every year. <laughs> I think John Hurt does, the like, the Grinch dinner. You know, at the end of the Grinch when he's carving the roast beast, that's what he does for everybody. He's like, oh, you all made it. Well, here you go. My gift to you is not annihilating you right now. (laughs) You're still alive for now. If you're not out of here by one after midnight, you're annihilated by the security systems in my home. Every second that goes by is my gift to you. Oh, yeah, New Year's Eve, he fucking just resets the clock and everything (laughs) everything goes back to the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, though, I thought of a good gift from Gunner. 
you know, he makes Haggerty do it, so Haggerty already sees it coming, but, you know, Dobby, uh, Leatherface masks. Oh, yeah. Remember we were, we, I was playing with that idea that the body doesn't disappear immediately, it's just there. Sure. Potter's gotta bury it, but sometimes he doesn't bother because he's been burying him so many fucking times at this point. That's like some weird Vanilla Sky shit, right? Like with the fucking, uh. A little bit. You know, they're all wearing the fucking masks at a party. But they're Dobby skin faces, (laughs) and of course Dobby's there, you know, handing out hors d'oeuvres, floating cakes around and shit, and he's gotta see them wearing these things. What if being buried is an integral part of the resurrection process, and if he isn't buried, he just stays dead indefinitely? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I guess Harry Potter wouldn't have a job then. I mean, would he complain at this point? We've already established (laughs) that his life in our universe is absolute misery. (laughs) That's all he knows is pain, so I I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, honestly, if we really wanted to just, like, circumvent all that bullshit, they could just snap, you know, Dobby into the hole. You know, they they, they are magical guys. (laughs) Charnitsky hands Dobby a stocking, and he's like, oh, Master gave Dobby a sock. No, asshole, go hang it up on the fucking mantle over there. What are you talking about? Doesn't work like that anymore more elf <laughs> you don't get any gifts you little creature <laughs> creature so thank you for that question dustin and our final question comes from serge mario and he says what are your favorite movie discoveries of the year new or old Ooh. and he says uh here i begin lending my energies to help spirit bomb 2020 into the bottom of the dumpster <laughs> let any who wish to contribute do so <laughs> yeah people of earth come on put your hands up you saw the fucking series you know you did i gotta i gotta channel my chi man oh wait that's the movie never mind christ oh, god that fucking movie my oozeru <laughs> my oozeru um this year i saw a lot of I mean, I didn't see a lot of new stuff. I mean, a lot of the discoveries came through this show. There's a couple good Shudder movies I saw this year that weren't terrified. I'm not going to talk about it again. <laughs> uh, I saw Tigers and Unafraid. That was good. 0.0 megahertz was really good. I recently watched the Castle Freak remake, and I had to rewatch it because it's out of its fucking mind. And on the second watch, I don't think I like it at all. <laughs> oh, boy. I got to visit that. Um, matter of fact, I think I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> It's really stupid. Uh, Scorpion's Revenge was really fun. The the animated Mortal Kombat movie. It was fucking completely out of its mind. It was one of the most graphic things I've ever seen. Oh, anybody else? Anybody got anything else? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's one of those things where like this year was hard because, like I said, there's so much going on. I I didn't really seek out a whole lot of new stuff. There's a, there was so much going on, and like I did watch some new stuff, and I can't remember too much of it and i was going to actually bring up terrified <laughs> for the <laughs> finally because like that was great and it and we watched that um there was a few other movies that i watched this year uh that weren't for the show it, it's just it's just been hard because with everything going on and and um and then of course you know when i'm not working in shit and i have to make time to watch movies for the show uh so i don't have too much free time and when i do it's usually not watching movies because i want to spend time with my fiance but um it's like what 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 else oh i i i've said this already but i watched hagazuza that was good um i can't really think of anything else that like really jumped out it's not something that i was like wow that was great i watched that movie monster that a24 film from a few years ago um that could have been better. Um, 
Yeah, nothing that really jumps out at me that it's like, wow, that was great. Uh, or memorable, rather. Also, everything I was looking forward to got fucking evicted from this year. So That too, yeah. There's a lot of gaps where I was intending on seeing something. Because I have Shudder on my Xbox, and if I'm doing something computer, I just turn it on, and I, honestly, I discover half of these things by going, that looks interesting enough. And then once the background noise starts becoming more engaging, I just start the whole thing over and go, oh, what is this about? Oh, yeah. Oh, Bill and Ted was, was better than it had any right to be. For sure. Um, so I was. That was good. That was fine. Yeah. I think. I think. You know. It was. Be- again. Like. It could have been really bad, and it was. It was decent. Just the prospect alone has enough bad potential attached to it. Yeah. You're like, well, I can't expect really anything out of this. So I think the fact that it's like okay should be a miracle. Especially now when we're reaching into like all those like '80s classics and kind of digging them out and bringing them back for a remake or a reboot or whatever. Yeah. Um, it just could have been handled a lot worse than it was. <laughs> so another thing is Lovecraft Country is a big discovery for me this year. I didn't know it was a book. Um, I started the show and I have not watched a show in a long time that is like as immediately interesting and just hits you with whatever it can like right from the go and just never loses its pace. It's amazing. It's so good. I still got to check that out. I don't know how I feel about it. Man, it's awesome. Episode two is like, was this a season finale? Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like anytime this topic comes up, I I kind of feel uh, naked a little bit because I I haven't really watched anything Uh, that that's I mean, I kind of went through my letterbox for a second here just to see if anything jumped out at me, but it's like, okay, so like last, this came out last year, but I watched it this year was The Curse of La Lorena, which was actually, I didn't think it was great, uh, but it has like uh, Linda Cardellini in it, and it has Raymond Cruz, who's Tuco from fucking Breaking Bad, and it's like a, it's a pretty good like Mexican ghost story, you know, I, I, you know, it's worth seeing, but beyond that, I feel like, again, I, I, I don't watch as many movies as I watch, like, anime. Like, to be perfectly honest, I know that maybe that sounds like a crazy thing to say in a movie fucking podcast, (laughs) but, like, I guess my big discovery of the year was Black Clover. I'll bring it up again. I mentioned it on a previous episode. If if you like anime and you don't, you're like, ah, I kind of like it, but I'm not super into it. But, you know, I'm open to a new series. Watch Black Clover because it's fucking incredible. That's, I guess that's my big uh, new discovery. Granted, it's... You know, look up the numbers for it online. It's pretty fucking popular, but I don't think it is in America. Um, I guess that's my answer. And and like Connor said, <laughs> stuff we did on this show. Oh, yeah. Um, we watched a decent amount of like you know real life crime stories this year. I feel like that was hot because mm. uh, of COVID. Everyone's home, and that just seems to be like easy money these days. Netflix always has a new one. Yeah, what are we doing talking about movies? Right. Well, it's like you know you had Unsolved Mysteries came back. And uh, we were watching Narcos in the beginning of this fucking COVID mess. And, uh, you know, this, again, this year feels like it's been, like, a few years compounded. So it's, like, even hard for me to kind of, like, get it straight in my mind, honestly. Um, I recently watched Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> Speaking of movies that rip off uh, Christmas songs and then get sued for it later. Uh, in that movie, a Grandma Gets Run Over by the Reindeer, and it's awful. It's, like, a 90s uh, it's, you know, it's something that like nostalgia critic did a video on and, uh, I watched it and then I realized the, the CEO, this is my discovery of the year. The CEO <laughs> has a very familiar voice and I kept thinking about it and I'm like, I got to look this up. And it, he, he, it's a guy who voiced, uh, Cameron Clark who does liquid snake from metal gear. Oh yeah. But it's the same exact voice. Like there's no, <laughs> it's like he just, he, he left the set 
and went over next door and recorded Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I highly recommend you check it out. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? <laughs> exactly. It's like, Grandma! Brother! <laughs> Just thinking of this fucking poor grandma on a machine gun on a fucking car at the end of the game. On the back of the sleigh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what's the what's the plot? Like, she gets run over and killed? Joe, it's called Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. What else? No, yeah, but how does that sustain for an hour and a half? So, the gra- <laughs> an hour and a half. It's like not, it, it's it's like 62 minutes. Um, <laughs> it's an hour. It was like a TV special. Oh, okay. And uh, basically, there's, a, a, it's voiced from a kid from the future, uh, like he's an adult now, kind of like a, uh, you know, Wonder Years kind of thing. Um, but it goes back in time, but it's our present, so that's weird. And basically, the grandmother runs a little shop, m- much like in um in Up, where he won't sell his house and the big conglomerates coming in. Sure. So she has a uh, a store in the town that the the CEO uh, Liquid Snake wants to take over, and she <laughs> says, "Nah, they don't believe that they're Santa Claus. Like like the kid doesn't. No one else. Uh, sorry, the the kid does. No one else does. And one thing leads to another, and the grandmother gets um killed, well, run over by uh the reindeers, because. Uh, I forgot why, like they went off course or something. And Santa takes the grandmother, like abducts her to the North Pole because she has amnesia. Oh man, he makes her Mrs. Claus. So it's kind of no, no, it, it's kind of no. She, <laughs> they, they just kind of hold her up for a year or two <laughs> to mend, and they don't bring her back. And in the time, the evil cousin, you know, um, damn, in the song, they they just take bits of the song where it's like about cousin Mel like playing games of cousin Mel's in the song. So now there's a cousin Mel character who's trying to oh my God. sell the store like like, you know, corpo sabotage style with the seat liquid snake. Like there's this like subterfuge going on. So Fuck. they have to get the, the fucking the fucking deep lore of grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> so they have to get grandma back and then it turns in the last fifteen minutes is a very accurate legal battle in a courtroom and that's all animated like a kid's thing where they're like i object and you know all this kind of stuff and, and overruled sustain you know grandma like bring in evidence a and it's like this whole thing and i'm like what the hell is going on here somebody played phoenix right that's what i'm saying and um there's a scene the best scene is when cousin mel and because randomly it cuts into the music of the uh like the song and sometimes they make stuff up there's like made up songs in it and cousin mel who's like this this bombshell redhead girl who looks like no one else in the family and the lawyer they dress like the chiquita banana uh lady and they start singing like um grandpa's gonna sue the pants off of santa that's it so they decide to sue santa for negligence for hitting the grandmother what the fuck oh my goodness then then they can have enough money to not only buy out grandma or whatever, but also re-sue the CEO. It's like a whole thing. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> no, no, I'm not at all because I'm. my brain is like, it's cool that Santa ran over someone and was like, well, better hold you up for like a year or so, seeing as that I caused, I caused you brain damage. We're just going to see if you remember anything, and if you do, we'll just take care of it. You know what I'm saying? We'll just brainalize you and solve the problem. <laughs> You're my wife now. Helga. <laughs> Does Grandma return like Linda McMahon, like in 2001, where she stands out of the fucking wheelchair? <laughs> Kicks him in the balls. She comes in with a steel chair. No, she she comes back and she still has amnesia. And they're gonna bring her to the CEO to say, "Oh no, no, look, she's alive, so you can't sell it." You know, because they're trying to trick the grandpa. So remember, it's a legal dispute. So cousin Mel accidentally tricks 
the grandpa into giving her power of attorney and grandma comes back to stop the sell the sale uh but then before she before she can testify they whisk her away to a cabin in the middle of nowhere so that she's out of the picture so she can't testify it's like we're talking about courtroom dramas you haven't seen grandma got run over by a reindeer <laughs> so, sounds like it's like perfect for the show unfortunately for us it sounds so involved like <laughs> yeah it, well remember I, I was drinking some eggnog during this so i don't remember the details quite well it, it was kind of an off chance yeah i'll put that on i don't care and now i'm like now i'm thinking back on it getting real angry um <laughs> it was definitely it is definitely uh you know much like Jingle All the Way, where it comes from, you know, it's a song that they turn into, or like White Christmas, or what have you. Um, this is definitely bottom of the barrel. It's not, it, you know, it's nowhere as good as of as uh, Olive, the other reindeer, in in terms of you know just being a, a competent animated film about a Christmas song. But uh, it's definitely worth a watch. And I, I found it on on Amazon. It said it, it, for some reason they like messed up the listing. It said it, it said it came out in 2016. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's it's in like SD and it still costs like fifteen bucks. It's great. Oh my god, that's a real crime. Oh jeez, fuck. It came out in like ninety. It had to come out in the nineties, maybe early two thousands, like two thousand three or four or something like that. It, it, it's 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 a four by three. I feel like I remember like a, a TV spot for that. I've never actually seen it, but I feel like I, I remember that. Like oh tonight on blah blah blah, great grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, I thought it would be kind of like um when I see the name and I was like oh maybe it's like fairy. Uh, what the hell is it called? The Halloween one. One, the scary godmother the 3d one. Oh, i didn't see that i was hoping for something like that because that's really interesting it's, it's a lot of musical elements and then I, I turned it on and i said well that was a waste of my time <laughs> <laughs> well, so you didn't feel like you wasted your time watching <laughs> grandma got run over by a reindeer well, well I, I did but I, but when i found out the liquid snake thing uh i was really excited <laughs> i'm looking up pictures of this i think i've seen this thing <laughs> straight up I, it might be on one of those EP tapes my dad's got lying around with all the Christmas specials. Man, I would love to watch this again with like the actual commercials and stuff. That would make it worth it, right? That sounds like a blast. I'll uh, I'll have to ask my dad, and if I remember, uh, let's look at my watch. Uh, Twelve months from now, I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, report in. <laughs> so, um. So, yeah, is there any more questions, Sean? Was that the last one? Uh, that's it. Thank you all for sending in your questions. And uh, I guess we'll see you next year. I don't know. We might have something else coming. We don't know yet. I might cut this part out. We'll see. (laughs) Stay tuned. It's the last one for December. That's for sure. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's get to Jingle All the Way. After 45 minutes. After 45 minutes. Didn't you listen to the show? (laughs) Yeah, I skipped 45 minutes in. Oh, you're one of those people. That's fine. That's fine. Don't don't, don't do that. They do it to me every freaking episode i'm in i do it to podcasts i listen to i'm like i'm not gonna listen to will talk about phones for 45 minutes on my wrestling podcast (laughs) (laughs) so uh so yeah so directed by brian levant okay this guy has directed some of my favorite uh one of my favorite comedies problem trial 2 oh yeah me too i saw that i was like ooh, nice it's fucking great and we got a lot of familiar faces from that from that movie and in here too we'll get to uh he also did beethoven and the fucking flintstones movie and the flintstones sequel viva rock vegas yeah, with the Baldwin. Oh my God! Oh, he also did my least favorite uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, Snow Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that movie's bad. Wow, this guy's career really tailspin, didn't it? <laughs> Speaking of which, I actually got uh, you, um, you know you, you're probably familiar with Newt Wallen. I I got him uh, a Snow Dogs poster, 
and I got it signed by Cuba Gooding Jr. And he hung, he hung it in his bathroom. And then I told him a year later, I forged a signature. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Oh, man. This guy's also responsible for the the classic. Uh, the, the classic Ice Cube movie, uh, Are We There Yet? Wow. And Christmas Story 2 with Daniel Stern. No fucking oh, thanks. Oh, no. Way to fucking ruin it. Like, it doesn't need a sequel. What are you doing? Anyway. Yeah, and, and he plays the old man, Joe. Oh, he does. Yeah, it's also, this movie's written by Randy Cornfield. <laughs> oh. I saw that name, and it hasn't left my head since I read it, because I was like, wow, that is quite a name. <laughs> it's corn like the band corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cornfield with a big capital K. It aggressively sounds like a fucking pseudonym. I was like, that's not that guy's real name. <laughs> he wrote Eight Legged Freaks, which is a fine movie. Yeah. And that's also why that's not that guy's real name, because clearly he's got some uh, baggage. This is what this is. I think this is what did it. Uh, Jingle All the Way 2 is what did it. Oh, with Larry the Cable Guy. Oh. Yeah. Man, what was going on? It, they were like, okay, we need a sequel to Jingle All the Way, and we need a sequel to Tooth Fairy. Who the fuck's going to do this job? Oh. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> where did he go? Yeah, but you didn't complete the evil trifecta where uh, you had that property and Larry the Cable Guy and also produced by WWE Studios. <laughs> oh, no. The, the triple threat. Yeah. Even did love been dirty. He sure did. They did. They sure did. They were they were horn swoggled, I would say. Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it caused me physical pain. Uh, this movie uh, lovingly sits in the same uh, genre that was peaked in the 90s, which is like, busy dad can't get along with son. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, do you do you kids have divorce going on? Well, you can watch this movie to feel bad about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. See, see the father who's never around. It was kind of like a house arrest. That movie was that was that it? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those in the in the. You know, because you guys were watching a lot of um, horror stuff in the '90s. I assume I, I was more into the family because I, I had three sisters, so horror was not really uh, really flew in my house back then. I didn't really get into that until I was a teen. So I had all these family movies. So I watched a lot of. Brian Levant's films like that was a, a mainstay aside from all the Disney crap oh sure no we watched Flintstones and the big green and all kinds of good shit like that the big green holy shit what else were we were talking about before man man of the house we were talking about jungle to jungle oh some some uh uh what, what the hell is his name god damn um JTT yeah yeah oh John Taylor Thomas yeah John John the Taylor Thomas JTT there you go he's the teenage heartthrob I mean I mean I'm kind of in the same boat as you Justin because I was uh you know I didn't really get into horror until I was like in high school and then I like you know, ate it all at once. I took the whole buffet and shoved it down my fucking throat. <laughs> but yeah, I watched like Beethoven religiously and the Flintstones I was super excited about as a kid. And uh, in retrospect, uh, not that they're ever going to listen to this because they can't take the cursing for some reason. Uh, I'm sorry, mom and dad, for making you sit through the Flintstones because that is a piece of shit. But Beethoven, pretty good. Don't think it needed two sequels. But pretty good. The Flintstones is fine. You got Rick Moranis. Yeah. You got John Goodman. And the production design looks great. Oh, it's amazing. I don't think we needed that second one, though. I guess when you put it next to the sequel, too, it's almost like fucking Casablanca in comparison. Well. <laughs> isn't, isn't Kyle MacLachlan in the first movie? Yeah, he's the bad guy. He's a fucking visa bad guy. With Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to make me want to revisit this, aren't you? <laughs> We're going to. Should I? Should I put myself through that? Is it worth it? I think so. It's it's, it's kind of like watching the, the very Brady uh, movies, you know? like Okay. The, the 90s had that whole thing of bringing back things from the 60s and 70s to... Mm -hmm. higher standard i think more contemporary yeah yeah i mean i would argue that first brady bunch movie is actually pretty damn good uh they're fine i don't mind the brady movies 
I haven't watched them in a minute, but I think they're fine. Yeah, they're definitely very self. They're very they're very fourth wall breaking. Oh yeah. Um, I, that's what I liked about it though, and they would bring back like Grandma was Florence Henderson and stuff. Like I was into that. Uh, I. I hate the Flintstones. I've always hated the Flintstones, so I, I don't have any reference to that movie, but the cast is, like, ridiculous. I, it's it star-studded, which is just bonkers, and again, like Justin said, like, the production value on that is amazing, and all the puppets are fucking great. Yeah, it looks it all looks very sincere and authentic, and I think the, the people who are in it are pretty impressive, but, yeah, I have no love for the Flintstones. In fact, that I was one of those kids who was like, Flintstones and Jetsons, cartoons are over. <laughs> it's a living. And we got music by David Newman. This guy's got such a rich and weird career. Like, this is the guy who scored Critters and The Kindred and My Demon Lover. Uh, he did both Bill and Ted movies, Little Monsters, which is a personal favorite of mine, uh, The Apple Gates, and he even did an MD classic, uh, The Rune Stone. Ooh. Hackstrom, at the end of the day, I'm going to be the only one who's not insane. <laughs> uh, you'll be as crazy as I am by the end of the day. <laughs> so there, there was something bothering me, actually, and I, I looked it up after you just said all that um the 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 jingle all the way theme that goes into the turbo man um theme in the movie yeah it sounds just like another film and i'm like what the hell is it and i realized it's galaxy quest and he did the same one yes oh my god it is yep he sure did yeah heathers is on here frank and weenie the original yeah sandlot coneheads dude this guy does everything yeah there's a lot of connection between like Coneheads and a lot of the other uh, everything else in the uh, Levant uh, multiverse going on in this film, <laughs> and Chris Columbus. It, it almost has a little, uh, you know. He's always got his fingers in something Christmas comedy related. Uh, just a, a r- random trivia, real quick. The Tiger Electronics released the fuck an actual Turbo Man in the '90s to coincide with the re- release of this film. Um, and if you want one, you're gonna pay what Arnold Schwarzenegger pays in this movie for it. Not with your life, but. Um, in, we're talking hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Not not with grievous bodily harm. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't fall apart in the box. Oh, the international version? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's educational. We, we, we actually have one of those uh, at the office. Yeah, it, but it's like That's the awesome. battery packs off the back. It's like busted up. I'm like, who would take that out of the box? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I, like, I'm not sure why they released toys for it. I get, you know, It's kind of funny that you see this movie... And then you go to the store randomly, and there's hundreds of them. Like, oh, I guess it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Turbo Man? Or you have a moment where you're like, am I? Is, is this a movie? Why? Is, <laughs> is anything real? If, if you're buying it, you're buying it as film memorabilia, not an actual action figure. So yeah. there's nothing to tie it to like a kid wanting to play it. And if you're an adult, you don't want it because you're just wa- watching a movie for your damn kid. Like, like, like the Turbo Man toys made back then were for us as kids now in 2020 exactly right and then if you try to get one you're gonna pay out the fucking nose for your nostalgia (laughs) i am pretty positive that i think my mom got me or my brother a turbo man toy for christmas so it's gone which goes to show you just how oblivious she is to to what's going on in the pop culture world oh yeah that's just another power ranger thing or whatever oh (laughs) undoubtedly so she probably here's the thing it probably was set next to the the demon team with his his little like cronies who look like power rangers she was like oh that's the same thing and just grabs turbo man and comes home with it Um, I was trying to get one. I was going to do one for the giveaway, and I was like, who the fuck? Yeah, I, I, it's stupid me. It was like, yeah, that's it. that'll be pretty easy to get. Nope. Um, so we're not- Wildly popular, yet underrated film. Jingle all the way. Yeah, this will be easy. Yeah, well. Anyway, 
don't expect that. I also, also, a movie that's literally making fun of consumerism up and down, and they release this fucking thing in a physical form. That's a little bit of a head-scratcher. It was probably all the extras. They probably said, get them off set and put them in the damn stores. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> what are we going to do with all these? Make a quick buck, I, I think they only it. made like 200,000 of them or something. Like, not that many for a toy line. <laughs> and I got one of them. Isn't that great? Yeah. Well, it's gone now. Wow. It, it, it was self-actualizing. They, that, that was the ploy. They did it. They inflated the old market. <laughs> yeah. They fucking did, yeah. That's who Sinbad's talking about the whole time, yeah. Sinbad's sitting in a warehouse selling them for $300 a pop on eBay. (laughs) Jim Belushi for sure. Right now. <laughs> so yeah, just the last thing. There's two cuts of this film. I don't know which ones you guys watch, but I watch the extended just so we can just so I can talk about some shit later. Yeah, I watched the extended and that was a mistake. I forgot there was an extended cut. I think I watched it like one time ever. I, I, I believe it was the family fun edition. This goes well above and beyond the Cyboman cut of Lawnmower Man, okay? I, there's a fucking <laughs> extended cut of Jingle all the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's not Cyboman-esque, though, so don't worry. I would certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Me too! This movie would definitely not get hurt by Cyboman showing up um, <laughs> like in the third act. The, the, the extended, I will say, for something like Bad Santa, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies, um, mm. you need to watch the unrated, the extended one of that, because it adds things you need. Hard agree. With Jingle All the Way, I recommend not doing that. Okay. It's one of those. You don't need to see Jim Belushi singing anything. Yeah, he sings a whole song about your dad not being there. Is that what it is? I think so. Santa fucking you over, not getting you what you want for Christmas. Yeah, he sings a whole song. It's like a barbershop quartet. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> it's insane. Does Vern Troyer sing with him? That's what I want to know. He does not. But he does <sighs> He does get a little extra, I think. Okay. But uh, yeah, and then um, and then you get to see uh, Lisa Simpson's in the, the movie, the voice actress. Which would have been fine. Uh, I think that scene is fine. I can see why they cut it. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. Justin, we usually have all our guest plot crunch our, uh, the film, so uh, you want to give us a condensed version of uh, this story? Well, it's going to be off the top of my head, but basically it starts out with uh, a fake Power Rangers uh, show <laughs> called Turbo Man, where Turbo Man f- is saving the president's son from, what the hell is the bad guy's name? Dementor. Dementor and the Demon Team. And then it cuts to uh, Anakin Skywalker, uh, one and only Jake Lloyd, who is a kid. Jamie! Jamie, forgot their last names. Langston? Langston, yeah. I don't know why that matters, but, (laughs) you know, uh, basically he, he loves Turbo Man and... Arnold Schwarzenegger, his father, who's always at work, not really home for the family kind of a thing. Apparently for years, which they bring up later, like, you haven't gone to the holiday parade for two or three years. A long time. Yeah. Uh, You know, he's been tasked to get this Turbo Man toy to, you know, show off to his kid and and be the dad he can. Uh, One thing leads to another, and he goes on a quest fighting not only Phil Hartman for the affection of his wife, which I don't think would have been a problem anyway, and with um, Sinbad, who wants to get Turbo Man for his son as well, and uh, ends up he becomes Turbo Man. I guess that's the that's the the short version of the what you're trying to do. Oh yeah, and several dozen people are killed along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually wrote down a list. I wrote down a list of all of uh, how how it's Sir Langston's crimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I had the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. There's there's so many I started like there's so many I started not putting them down. I'm like <laughs> I you know like okay, I already wrote down assault. I can't put like assault in the first degree. You know like there's way too many. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You you think Sinbad's going to like take the taco just based on that whole bomb situation, but then like when you add up all the little transgressions that uh 
Arnold's done, it's like, whoa! Yeah, those Toy Story affairs are uh, heated. Also, the, yeah, he's got fucking breaking and entering. There's a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> Arson. Stealing from a kid? If you say one felony, you're scraping the top of the, the iceberg, okay? That's it. Like uh, the, the, the biggest ones I saw was he, he did a impersonating a police officer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, destruction of property, including a police motorcycle. Uh, he will. He, I think. I believe he was flying down the shoulder of the highway going seventy. Oh yeah, because he's gonna make it. Because he's gonna. Like you're supposed to feel bad for him, but you're like, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're that asshole that we're like, oh look at there's there goes that fucking asshole. In fact. He has no redemption arc. He just like, oops, I... No, he doesn't. I was just talking about that last night with my girlfriend when we were watching it. He, he dumb lucks his way into every single situation and comes out on top. But in the end, it doesn't matter. He's like the CEO of like a mattress company. He's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll get, I'll get you 200 king size by next week. Like he has money. It's not like the, the, the real crime is how Sinbad gets fucked over in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait to talk about that because I hard agree on that. Mm-hmm. And Phil Hartman, don't go after Tom Hanks' wife or whatever. <laughs> Rita Wilson. <laughs> Rita Wilson. <laughs> Who, whose hair looks like it's swallowing her head <laughs> in this movie. Man, for, she walked in the frame. First I was like, is that Marissa Tomei? What's happening to her head? Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like Tom Hanks. Yeah, I like Marissa Tomei but something wrong with her head. <laughs> Something's eating her. So so we kick this fucking movie off. Well, I guess we what? We meet a Turbo Man first, like Justin kind of set up for us. Seemingly saving like saving like a Richie Rich stand-in or something. It's an intu- entire Super Sentai uh, segment. Yeah, it, it's even filmed at Vasquez Rocks. <laughs> I was, yeah, it's in, in some quarry or some canyon, like every fucking episode of Power Rangers. No, it, it, it's in Vasquez Rocks where they film like Star Trek and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like the actual location. Oh, okay. But yeah, Rich. Richard Mole, as Dementor, by the way, kidnaps his fucking president's son or something. <laughs> yeah. In this, another cameo. That Oh my, I did not, I can't believe I missed him, but I didn't notice that was Richard Mole at all. Oh yeah, dude. Holy shit. That voice, you can't miss it. <laughs> he's back, he's, that, that's like, this is like pre-Mestima. He couldn't get the job as the mall, as the, as the Santa for fucking Whoopi's uh, company, so now he's a fucking, you know, he, he played Dementor. We just keep stumbling into, like, shit, he's like, he just, he's like, hello, hi, I'm evil again, and just fucking backs out of the room like listen there's no stumbling this was this was a planned thing you just (laughs) might not have been in on it (laughs) we also get lorraine newman is here and harvey corman is here as the president and i don't know the president's wife yeah what the fuck a first lady yeah the first lady (laughs) but lorraine newman uh, plays lawanda in problem child too yeah ah okay yeah uh but yeah termo man's on the scene and jamie is uh super into this yeah Jake Lloyd himself. He's throwing popcorn around. He's going nuts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever noticed that. He sits down on his beanbag, and I thought his beanbag chair exploded. It's popcorn. <laughs> that I, I had to, like, frame by frame it. I was like, what the hell? Well, I guess he was like, he's just a messy kid, right? It's all over him when he's eating that fucking popcorn. Can't can't uh, keep it in his mouth. Jake Lloyd's still messy, dude. <laughs> That poor fucking guy, dude. I I feel so bad for that guy. Not for this movie. He's actually fine in this film, but, you know, Star Wars fans, the uh, worst people. He's all right, but I wouldn't watch this and go, yeah, this that's the guy. That's Darth <laughs> Vader. That's him. No. Yeah, I still got to go back to that fucking documentary on Phantom Menace. If it's still on YouTube, I recommend checking it out. All the behind the scenes. They literally have a part where they show where George picks the kid and the other kid. I'm sorry. He was way better. And at the end of the day, whether Jake Lloyd sucked or not, uh, fuck all the people that had to pick on this guy and send him to a fucking, 
you know, psych ward. Well, yeah, they did the same thing to the Jar Jar actor. That guy was psychologically tormented by the public for years. Doesn't Jake Lloyd have, like, multiple personality disorder or something? Yes! That's what I'm saying! He's, like, super fucked up because of that. Jesus. Yeah, he, he got, I think he had some... He got picked up, he got picked on in high school so bad, I think he had to, like, drop out or some shit. I haven't read about it in a while. I mean, also, it was all over after this. Like, after you co-serve Arnold Schwarzenegger, what are you gonna do next? Yeah. Well, that's true. You hit the pinnacle. You're done. <laughs> he should have stopped there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, Rita Wilson walks in, and she plays Liz, Liz uh, Livingston, and, and they're getting ready to go to his big karate uh, class where he's going to get his, his yellow, or his purple belt, excuse me. And, of course... You know, dad's not home. He's at the office doing his fucking mattress thing. Oh, yeah. While, while they're having a, a raging Christmas party. Mind you, I've worked at some big companies. I worked at NFL Films. I worked at a lot of places in my time. And I've never had one of these 80s, 90s movies Christmas parties. And and it sucks. Yeah, man. I'm always think, I always think about Scrooge, too, where the chick's, like, sitting on the fucking copy machine and everybody's smoking and drinking and shit. Like, I never, you know, I don't know. Yeah, or, like, uh, trading places. Like, it, it, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if, uh, as Arnold's leaving the building, the camera slowly pans up and says Nakatomi Plaza? <laughs> <laughs> Carl Winslow's out there eating a donut. Holy shit. Shit. And he narrowly avoids being in a Die Hard movie so he can go be in his other his own Christmas again. They're turning my car into Swiss cheese! Get me back up now! <laughs> God damn it! I, I get Die Hard because, you know, it's the first time they're in this new building. They're celebrating. Right. No, yeah. I get trading places or, like, like you know, whatever. But this is a mattress distribution company they don't even make the shit there yeah he's like i'll get it to you like 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 i don't know what they do i don't know he's literally it seems like he's the guy doing all the work because when he's placing these orders for the customers calling in he's literally manually going into the system and like doing the orders right then and there it wasn't even a spreadsheet it was like a word document yeah Oh yeah! Hey Arnold, just uh, click up and down on the on the uh, directional area here. It'll look good on the film. Don't worry about it. Just a just a call <laughs> number, send mattress. Uh, you're my number one customer. Oh yeah, I love the number one customer thing. Hey, that's the best gag in this. Who? And wait, the question is because it's. It, I guess he's talking to other people that are missing their kids' karate games. I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy who wants the, the woman who wants the fucking color changed on the mattress. Yeah, Tim Allen's on the line. He's getting some for his fucking toy company. He works for. I forgot he was. A, what, he works for a toy company in that movie. I haven't seen that in forever. Ah, yeah, Peter Boyle's his boss in Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna point it out right now. I have this theory that everybody in Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are what I like to call Arnold blind. <laughs> And everybody, like, us as the audience see him as this hulking Austrian man. Well, no, in this one, like... A lot of people are intimidated by him in this movie. Oh yeah, uh, but I don't. I don't think they 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 like don't hear the Austrian accent coming out, especially at the end of the movie when it's really important to what's going on. <laughs> I was gonna say like, there's always been some distance with me when I watched an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's not like you know a murderous stack of beef who's just cutting through you know an army by himself. <laughs> he is a colossal human being. <laughs> Who could probably physically intimidate anybody he'd like, but in these comedies, like everyone treats him like it's n like he just like he's five foot six. They walk all over him. No, no, no one's ever scared of him. Uh, Phil Harmon's even like, oh, you can't bench press your way out of this one. Like they understand that he's huge, but they're like, what are you gonna do? Hit me? It, like there's laws. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Let me demonstrate how little I care for those laws of the next ninety minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just think it's funny because he's always like this, talking all over the thing. Oh yeah, and nobody seems to recognize him. Literally, nobody does. That, that that's like another problem. Maybe he's mad. Like his he has this little weenie kid who's doing karate. He should be like snapping buses in half and stuff. Like what happened? Where where the jeans go? They got him pushing too many pencils. Is the problem? He should be killing John Connors. That's the problem. He shot he shot a nine year old. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> whoops. Well, yeah. Who is ordering a Mai Tai. Overcorrected, I think. <laughs> so then he has, like, his uh, assistant keeps coming in while he's on the phone, has, like, cue cards more or less, telling him, like, yeah, your son's karate lesson in 20 minutes. He's, like, waving her away, and she's like, that's what you said half an hour ago. Because he, he's like, oh, I'll make it, I'll make it. It's not like this is the first time. No. I mean, this man has perpetually let his family down for years. And it's two days before Christmas. Like, yeah. unless this is, like, Literally a block away, you're not fucking making it. Not even close. Also, how much of a habit is it that your reception had pre-prepared response cards for when you would eventually say, like, oh, yeah, no problem. She's like, oh, boy, here we go. All right, option C. Oh, yeah, she's used to it. She keeps it in the closet, yeah. She's got, like, she's like a folder full of, like, dialogue trees. She's like, all right, well, this is for his kid's karate class. This is for his graduation. This is for his communion. So then he fucks out of there. He leaves. He's like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And she's like, he ain't going to make it. And this yeah. is where he he fucking gets on the parkway and it's fucking dead traffic. You're not moving an inch. Oh man, it's it's the fuck it's the it's a uh, Garden State Parkway North, baby. That's what that is. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I think this takes place where in uh, uh, Minneapolis. Oh, uh, yeah, looks like Jersey to me. Yeah, you know well, the, the Mall of America is in it, so they must be in uh, like St. Paul. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just busted. No, trust me, I know. You know, I'm, I'm from Jersey. I get all that. Yeah. But yeah, and then he decides to just skip. Traffic and go 70 down the shoulder <laughs> where the fucking T-1000 pulls him over on his motorcycle. I, someone sh- if anyone needs to face swap and, and deep fake anything, it's this movie and the motorcycle cop as a T-1000. Asking ye shall get. This is the MDU, Justin. Yeah, this is him. I think you just uh, you just figured out what this guy's uh, character is going to be for this episode. Get out. It's just it's just Robert Patrick. Yep. We were talking about last week. He's coming out of those flames after Jack Frost exploded. <laughs> here he is. And, and here falls into the biggest plot hole of the film. And that is this guy, you know, so like they go on this tumultuous adventure where this cop keeps getting maimed and hurt and all this stuff by, by Arnold. But he has his information. He gave him a ticket. Right. He knows who this guy is. Why not just arrest him? Because it's Christmas. He's, he's a glutton for punishment. I, you know what it is? He's a Terminator. He doesn't actually feel any pain. It's all an act. <laughs> This movie is is very anti-authority. They like like, like they're, they're making this cop out to be the Grinch, uh, and when he blows up, it's it's funny. <laughs> he just reforms. It's fine. Oh, he, Simbad blows him up and he links back together. <laughs> and when he burns his hands, he just got this funny like wrapping on it. <laughs> oh, look, coffee spelt out his hands. Laugh, people. Liquid metal. He puts up his hand with the wrapping, and like the T one thousand saber shoots out of it and right through Arnold's fucking head. <laughs> That's what, that's what happens to Phil Hartman at the end of the movie. Through the eggnog uh, carton. Uh, oh, yeah, the fucking thermos. I think that's rectified a little bit, only because, like, 
he it's misdemeanors, right? He gets like a speeding ticket. He hits the guy's fucking bike or whatever. But when we get to like the explosion stuff, you got to remember Arnold's car has been stripped and is just sitting on the side of a fucking road later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. So they can't get a beat on him. I guess there's too much shit going on because we got to prepare for the parade. Well, they're dealing with rioting and murder happening in every retail store across the country because you could just like storm a uh, you know a toy store and then murder the man you know in front of the door. No questions asked. No. Yeah, exactly. And he'll seemingly be pretty happy about it. Mm. So then the T1000, because Arnold gives him, like, some lip saying, oh, I'm in a hurry. He's like, all right, step out of the car. Uh, walk the line. Uh, count the alphabet. Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then it keeps, like, intercutting from that scene to the karate uh, award ceremony. Yeah, and we get introduced to Phil Hartman, who plays Ted. I love this character, who is this, like, overqualified with intent bachelor who just preys on divorce housewives <laughs> praise they are throwing themselves at him oh yeah i know yeah he he's swatting them away at various points of the movie <laughs> but he he wants that he wants that 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 honey pot that he can't get he wants arnold's he wants Rita Wilson. The one person uninterested. He wants that fucking honeypot hairdo. It's fucking hilarious because, like, some somebody, like, offers her cookies or offers him cookies. She's like, oh, thanks for helping me out or whatever. And then, like, some other woman leans in. She's like, hey, you know, my porch light is out. And he's like, I got just the tool for the job. It is a tornado of euphemisms in like six seconds like these two women come she's like they're like they're like hey hello my pipes are clogged do you want to do something about it he's like i'll be right over and this woman's like when you, you want to try my desserts <laughs> he's fucking the neighborhood i love rita wilson's reaction to all this though because while he's like you know getting all these women hot and heavy she's like Ugh. well the thing is at the same time he's filming the match right <laughs> Right, for Arnold. So when Arnold eventually watches that tape, he's going to hear all of this. Right! <laughs> this, is, this is just like an in pursuit with Daniel Baldwin when that guy says, hey, can you video me and my family? Yeah. And then he just like zooms in on that woman following him. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, what the fuck did this guy do? We gave him a ride. We let him hide in the back of our car. What an asshole. <laughs> we bought him a coffee. What's happening? Holy shit, dude. Um, you think, I, I I don't know. Ted knows everything. I think he's an editor, too. I think he, like, ripped that and, like, cut that up. Cut that part out, you think? Yeah, right, because he, he, would, he would come over with, like, a personalized, like, a green VHS tape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's red and green, like, a, it, like put yeah. candy cane stripes on it, like. Here you go. He would put to, uh, what is his wife's name? He would put, like, the wife and son's name, but not Arnold's character's name on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> to Liz and Jamie. Where's my name? Yeah. Be- Why isn't my name on there? Because it's too long to spell. Jamie's purple belt ceremony for Rita. <laughs> For for my for my sugar cookie. Oh Jesus! So then Arnold gets there and uh, they're sweeping. Surprise! No one's there. I I don't know what he thought was gonna happen. It's like all the lights are off and he's like jogging and like oh oh oh. Isn't there like a janitor sweeping? I love that gag. Yeah, she's sweeping up. Okay, I have to talk about this. <laughs> she's sweeping up the remains of the wooden boxes these children had to break to get their purple belts. What the fuck kind of karate ceremony is this? What is this? By the the Street Fighter universe, like, break this car. Congratulations, here's your black belt. Can we talk about the fact that, like, I think it's totally ridiculous that there's... We we teach kids karate, and a little bit later he talks about getting his black belt, and I'm like, you... What are you talking about? Why are we awarding these children a black belt in karate? Because... 
It's going to come all back at the end when uh, Jake Lloyd has that little uh, jump axe kick that he uses on Sinbad. He learned that in karate class. I mean in real life. Cause I used to do I used to do karate. It's just a it's a thing. I, my my boss at my old job used to put her kid in karate. And I honestly, think it was just to like get him the fuck out of the house and and use some energy up because the kid was like running around like a nut all the time. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that 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 was me. I think it was more of like a get the hell out discipline kind of a thing. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it, me too, because my mom was like, God, Christ, I can't stand looking at you. Or something, I don't know, maybe I'm implying there. But I get, I get what you're saying, Joe, like, why are we teaching little kids self-defense maneuvers? But I think it is literally just something to do for a kid. Yeah, well, it's also about, like, getting together and, like, team being on a, a team, sort of, question mark. I mean, I saw karate kids, sure. Learning patience and things, yeah. You know, this might have this been that, uh, that Jedi training we were talking about. Oh, there you go. Yeah, could be. Yeah, they go in the back. They, uh, you know, they don't call them Padawans anymore, but, uh... No, too old. It's too old. And you learn patience by shattering a wooden crate <laughs> to get your, your promotion. I, is that a... I have to assume that's a real thing, right? Like, I've, I've never taken a karate class. I've never seen a karate class. I don't th- I don't think it is. I don't think that's a thing that's happened. You guys were in karate. That's not how it works. They, like, hand it to you. Oh. No, there's a, they hand it to you. It's not like Mario. It's like, yeah, break this open and get the mushroom. <laughs> I don't know. N- never actually been to or seen a ceremony, so I have no clue. I was just like, okay, this is how it's done. Sure. To get your belt, you have to learn a kata, right? At the, that's like your that's like your your final exam. Yeah, your pose. Yeah. Yeah, and then you fucking you do your whole kata or whatever, and then like sensei like bows and gives you the belt and shit. Oh. Yeah. They're like, nah. Whoever has the best arm strength can become a purple belt. <laughs> okay, here you go. Here's some balsa wood. Up oh, there's your purple belt, kiddo. Get out the fuck out of here. Ah, gentle breeze would have broken this open, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, this would have been a good scene for a kumite, I think. <laughs> gets in there's like there's corpses being piled up it's like you missed the blood tournament what were you doing (laughs) (laughs) jamie's ripping off uh ted's kid's fucking head (laughs) fatality jamie is so upset that you missed her murdering that man by pulling out his rib cage and beating him with it okay (laughs) he had three of them in there surprisingly so even though arnold was like an hour late to the ceremony he's like shocked and then he goes home and like he acts like nothing happened he's like oh hey liz how you doing she's like ah you don't gotta warm up to me, Howard. It's your son whose uh, karate class you missed. And he's like, huh, where's the little tyke? And watching Turbo Man again. You know, they got that Turbo Man channel. It's on 24-7. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a, he's got that shit taped. I guess that must be what it is, right? Oh, yeah, man. We used to tape dinosaurs. I used to wear the shit out of those tapes. Here's the thing, though. Honestly, the, the cultural fascination around this character and the lengths they go to to present to the public it would not shock me if there was a turbo man channel at this point because like every store treats it like it's a value like it's an invaluable commodity the way i look at it is like buzz lightyear and toy story like if you think about that because it was like yeah obviously then that became a big thing just in 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 our real lives but if you look at that movie i think it's very similar where that character was so popular that it was like everybody knew about it like superman is or spider-man or batman yeah it's kind of like superman with power rangers i mean remember because like the, the toy that comes up in this film, it's like a Tickle Me Elbow, a Furby, a PlayStation 5. You can't get one. Exactly. You know, because um, imagine the movie if, if you know, because I, I, I think they might have named the kid Jamie just in case they went with a girl. Maybe. But then would they have used Turbo Man? Wouldn't it have been more of like a Barbie situation? Oh, no, it would be a Barbie or, or, or a stuffed animal or something. You think? Or like a Wonder Woman, maybe? Mm. That no oh, Turbo Woman, that sounds, that's nicer. Well, it was the 90s, and, and movie executives were like, girls don't buy action figures, what are you talking about? <laughs> 
They're still saying that now, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a, it's a reboot. It's Jingle All the Way 3. It's Jingle All the Way, and it's Turbo Woman, and Arnold's going to be played by Melissa McCarthy, and it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, God, help me. I uh, I hurt uh, hearing all of this. You know, you just said that, and guess what? It's coming. We, it's There it is. <laughs> it's out in the fucking universe. Thanks for that tulpa you just put out in the air. We we brought Tammy and the T-Rex to fucking 4K uncut d- d- Blu-ray. Now, now look what you did. Oh, God. I was going to say, I was kind of into that idea on a surface level. Like, don't actually, like, want it to happen, but I'm like, eh, okay, sure. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, hard out. <laughs> it couldn't be any more offensive than the Larry the Cable Guy sequel, so. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, who would be uh, Sinbad, and I'm thinking about Supermarket Sweep right now. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Jones! Just, you know, bring her back on from Ghostbusters. They had good chemistry. Fuck it. Just call it a day. I'm ready for this movie. She can yell about, it's a sick world! It's a sick world! <laughs> keep uh, keep my precious Christian away from this abomination oh she plays she it, they're, they're a gay couple Mac- melissa mccarthy and Kristen <laughs> wig <laughs> she's rita wilson my two moms yep you could probably bring jake lloyd back <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the to- he's one of the toy store workers he's ted no oh, yeah. <laughs> he's booster at the end he takes booger's part where the hell you been no, he- we're waiting for hours Rooster. But he's like, it's it's super serious and dark and just, oh my god. <laughs> Where have you been? Um, So, so Arnold Schwarzenegger's like trying to like talk to Jamie and he's giving him the cold shoulder and shit. Let me tell you something. I don't care what my dad did to me. If I slammed a door in his face, I'll get my fucking ass kicked. Yeah, to your room? Yeah. That that, that door would be off the fucking hinges. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done that and had like, the door has slammed and it hasn't been in contact with wood long enough to be considered closed before it's being ripped open again. Like, Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, I want to point out when when, they, when he, he runs up to his room and he's mad and starts sulking and stuff. Mm. I was just thinking about it, and this could have been the extended scene. Who's outside the window on the second floor? Marv and Harry. It's Ted. He's up there putting lights up. Oh my god, that's right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, because when when he gets home, fucking Ted's on the roof and he's putting lights up. He's like, Ah, here you go, Howard. I would put your Christmas lights up because it's Christmas Eve tomorrow. I had some extras. I noticed you what I'm doing for your attractive wife. Yeah, he he's up there spying on the wife. Oh my god, he's looking in the window at Rita. I I think you're right. That's exactly what he's trying to do. At least. <laughs> Holy shit. That should, that should be in there. I think her shower's right about here. <laughs> oh, these cookies. Because I'm imagine, imagine Arnold looks look looks over his shoulder and just sees fucking Phil Hartman in the window just looking in. <laughs> Eating a cookie. I think he's setting up cameras, honestly. He's got that bathroom window right there. He's I'm putting lights out, quote unquote. He's setting up a security camera. <laughs> just put that together, man. Fuck. You know that's what, what his camcorder he's up there. He's got it. Yep. It happens right after the karate thing ends. It's still on the same tape. I want to see his tapes. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to see his tape. It's probably like the Poughkeepsie tapes. I'm good. He's like putting all the transparent masks on and doing like a crab walk. Oh, P.S. Uh, Jamie has this huge. Fu- I wish I had this when I was a kid. It's a huge fucking mural of Captain America on his wall. And he's got like Marvel comic sheets. I did have X-Men, but spoiled. Kid's fucking spoiled. <laughs> Well, his dad's rich. He's got an art desk, which is on an angle that you would just, like, get as, like, an illustrator when you have some money. Not as a fucking nine-year-old. Like, goddamn, this guy's got 
money. But that's the thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger is making up for his absence by showering his son with gifts of shit. Except for this one thing he wants. Well, that well, that's what he wants to do with the Turbo Man. He's like, is there anything you want <laughs> to make you feel better so the problem goes away? Yep. And that's, that's uh, it looks like he's done that quite a bit. Well, that's what he asks him straight up right after he does this offensive uh, Asian accent where he ties the fucking... Uh, <laughs> The belt what? around his head. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. it's funny as hell. It's really cool. <laughs> I love the faces he makes. Oh yeah. This now this probably is up there. I think it was a few years in the same line, but this matches True Lies in terms of amazing zoom ins on Arnold's face. Oh yeah. There are some good ones in this. And then Jamie gives him the uh, the Red Rider BB gun fucking spiel on this toy. Yeah, and he even ends it with batteries not included. Like he's remembering the, the, the commercial TV commercial. That it's like like you know toddlers nowadays before they go to bed like like and subscribe. Like it's a horror. It's like this horror. <laughs> <laughs> That's our reality now. That's fucking terrifying. And Arnold's like, okay, yeah, I'll get it. No problem. Turbo in, yeah, whatever. N- no problem. Jake Lloyd's like. Yeah, whoever doesn't get one is going to be a real loser. Johnny's getting one. Phil Hartman's got his kid one, so I better get one too. Oh, I sadly relate to this all too well. Yeah, oh, it's okay, because you know come January, nobody's going to give a fuck about Turbo Man. Well, because they all got one at that point. <laughs> Except for Jamie! Because Arnold, he goes to bed, and he's like bullshitting with his wife. He's like, yeah, he asked for like this doll or something. And she's like, oh yeah, the Turbo Man. I asked you weeks ago to pick it up. You got it right. And he's like, oh, 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 oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. With all, uh, let me re-say all the things my son said because I haven't memorized in that quick uh, scene with the poster jetpacks and the and the three different phases and it's the Turbo Time. Yeah, I got it. I got it last week or whatever. It's at the office. And she's like, whoo. You had me real nervous because it's hard as fuck to find right now. <laughs> Impossible, I think, is the word you're you're looking for. And then we get one of those zoom-ins. Justin was just talking about a classic one on his face when she rolls over in bed. Yeah. With the light. With the light. It, it, it's a very Morticia Adams-type look. I was just going to say that. I fucking love it. His fucking eyes pop open. Ah! <laughs> Shit! I didn't buy the toy. So the next morning, you know, Anakin's eating his fucking Turbo Man cereal. He's got the fucking Turbo Man pajamas. <laughs> he's watching the Turbo Man cartoon. He's, you know, he's all in. He's all in. And uh, it's like, what, 7 in the morning and, and everybody's in their pajamas because it's Christmas Eve. We're hanging out. And uh, why didn't he leave before everybody woke up so he wouldn't have to answer any fucking questions? <laughs> He comes down fully dressed, and Freddie Wilson's like, where you going? He's like, uh, I got to go to the office. And, and Jamie's like, oh, you don't have to work today, do you, Dad? He's like, no, I have to get the D-O-L-L. I hope Jamie can't spell. <laughs> I hope Jamie can't spell this four-letter word. <laughs> He's definitely old enough that he knows what you said, but okay, I guess not. I guess not. Jamie's like, no, it's a uh, A-C-T-I-O-N space <laughs> F-I-G-U-R-E. Arnold's already out the door. That was totally me as a kid when people... It's not a doll, Dad. It's a fucking action figure. Well, without the fucking... Sinbad delivers that line later. Also, on the note of, of him leaving early in the morning, like, let's, like, three in the morning, you know Phil Hartman's character to be out there, like, just doing whatever. It's like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's still at the window. <laughs> hey, Howard. What are you doing up this early, huh? <laughs> Arnold's taking a pee here on the window. Hey, Howard, sir, you got an extension cable in there? <laughs> I need to plug this camcorder in. Don't worry about it. It's for security. (laughs) 
what is this thing going out of my window? Do you have my penis on there? <laughs> Just my wife's pussy? Oh, wait, wait a second. I like the American Beauty version of this fucking film. Oh, God. <laughs> Balthazar. <laughs> so he, he fucking runs out to his car. And like Connor was saying, Phil Hartman's out there just like literally like the guy, they live next door, but he's incredibly close to like Arnold's house with his Christmas display. He, he runs up with the, he runs up with the reindeer. Yeah. Ted, Ted, the reindeer. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just real quick. There's a parade happening that day. And even though Arnold Schwarzenegger's missed it for the past five fucking years, he promises Jamie again that he will be there most definitely. Don't you worry about it. I'll be there. Because it is the Turbo Man Parade. Yes. Specifically, Turbo Man will be there. Not Goku this year. Turbo Man. Not Pikachu either. That's why I said what I said before about, like, how this this action figure is represented in this world. Because, like, we're in a time period where, like, Iron Man's name is, like, pop culture currency everywhere. And there has not yet been a fucking Iron Man parade, okay? <laughs> I have never lived to see something that's like, here comes the Ninja Turtles parade, their own parade. Well, I think I think it's like that thing where, like, you know, in the Thanksgiving Day parade for Macy's, like, Santa's at the end. But this time, it's Turbo Man, and it takes place on Christmas Eve. It's a guy from a... a it is like watching the Macy's Day parade end with, yeah, like you said, as opposed to Santa, it's fuck the fucking Power Rangers. Like, that would blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, Tommy comes out. I I, I think this is kind of like a false flag type of situation. Remember, this isn't the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> right. This isn't New York. It, <laughs> it it's it's the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul's Wintertainment yes. Festival Parade, and and it, it has been sponsored by big money from the Turbo Man Company, Saban, whatever they're doing. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like the same people that made Small Soldiers made this toy. Could be. I mean, Phil Hartman's in both, so I feel like that, you know, lines up well enough. Yeah, well, because Phil Hartman, rest in peace, like, this came out before he died, and Small Soldiers came out right after he died. Yeah, it was right in the pocket there. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's what a sad story that is. Yeah, I hate that story. I hate it so much. Yeah, I don't want to go into it. If you if you if you want to look it up, go ahead. There's I think there was just a documentary about it on Netflix that was yeah very good. And um, so yeah, the reindeer. <laughs> uh, Phil Hartman comes up. His name's Ted in this movie. If we haven't said that, but he also has a reindeer. Uh, named after himself for some, I guess that's what his son named it. Also known as Ted. <laughs> the son named it, but 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 that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, he walks up and the reindeer has the voice of Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> hey, Howard. <laughs> Arnold's like, "What are you gonna do with a deer?" He's like, "Ah, I just give it to my son." Where are you off to so early? Like like he's gotta tell him for some reason. Right. Like nothing. Nothing can make the kids' Christmas more special than a reindeer. You know what I'm saying, Howard? Huh? Howd, Howdster? Where you going, Howard? You'd be gone for long? Exactly how many hours? That's great. Is your wife in there? Okay. Did you leave your blinds open? <laughs> I forget if he says it here or later, but he's also like, Well, you know, my son, he'll have fun with this little reindeer for a few months, and then I already talked to a family up north. We're going to go up there and release it into the wild. And I'm thinking, like, a fucking bear's going to eat this thing. No, no, he, he said he's going to release it into a family of deer. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I've been watching a family of deer down at Lake Minnetonka. I'm going to release him, and it, they'll, they'll accept him as one of his own. <laughs> a fucking alcoholic deer is going to be running around. <laughs> Deer. Like what are they like white tailed deer? My, my, yeah, like I, I don't know, you know, because that's up north in Canada and mooses. Like I don't really know what the uh, if, if they let them cross the uh, border, if they have a passport. I don't, I don't know what the ecology is, but you probably shouldn't release a fucking reindeer, a drunk reindeer, into the local, you know, 
flora and fauna. No, he's a fucking booze hound. He's gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> a reindeer, a reindeer hopped up in McDonald's and booze. Like, <laughs> also, uh, his character is is basically Quagmire. It just hit me right now. Like, this is neighborhood creep. It just, just like, do not sully Mr. Phil Hartman with that. <laughs> I said he's like Quagmire. I didn't say he was Quagmire. He's much more slick than Quagmire. He's way smarter than Quagmire and is less, uh, like, uh, just flat-out offensive than the Quagmire character is. So Phil's like, ah, oh, wait, where are you going, Howard? And he's like, oh, I got to go get the Turbo Man doll for Jamie. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I got a Turbo Man for Johnny months ago. He's safely nestled under our tree. You see, I've been preparing this deception for months where I'm going to sneak it in your wife's house <laughs> and basically take your place. You know what? It's like the radio play of the movie. It sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear you guys go line for line, Phil Hartman and... Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just like to do voices. <laughs> I love doing Phil Hartman's voice, especially in this, because every line he says is dripping with either, like, dishonesty or insincerity, <laughs> or he's being deliberately just, like... An asshole? He's needling Arnold the whole... Yes, he's needling Arnold the whole fucking movie, and it's funny as fuck to me, because, like, he could, he could reach over and just pop fucking Ted's head like a pimple, but he doesn't. <laughs> and Ar- Arnold has a line here. He, like, mumbles under his breath as he pulls this car out. And w- what does he say? Oh, because Phil Hartman's like, oh, better better wrap some chains around your tires. It's going to get icy later. Oh, right. He goes, I'm going to wrap a chain around your head. And he's like, huh, what? What did you say? <laughs> what? Okay. And he waves. Yeah, I actually, um, there's a lot of uh, lines in this movie, mainly from Sinbad, where if you're not watching with subtitles, you're going to miss it. Oh, dude, yeah. He's got some great diatribes throughout this movie just complaining in in the best way possible. And uh speaking of the man himself, uh we we cut to the first toy store that uh Arnold tries to get the um the Turbo Man from. That Arnold thinks he's just going to fucking walk in and buy and be done and go home. This is the definition of like entitlement. He just walks in front of these people like fuck you peasants. Oh yeah. This whole entire societal exchange between this group of people was bizarre to me because <laughs> Connor, I, I'm going to stop you there because I guess you've never worked at Toys R Us. Uh, I have a fun story for you. I did. I shattered a glass window with a sand pallet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay! Yep, I I worked freight, or the stock trucks for Toys R Us. I was there at 3 in the morning until 10 a.m. five days a week. So, yeah, I worked in the warehouse upstairs. We it was like 10 of us had to move this pallet of sand. It was it was like 500 pounds of sand. And then we tried getting out the side door and we sh- shattered the whole thing in Tom's River. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, wait, wait. Why did you have that much sand for like play sand for sandboxes? It was yeah, it was like sandboxes. They would send it all on like these pallets and they just stack it on top of each other and like so taking off bag by bag would take so much time that we just put on a pallet and every human being who was on the shift at that point got around this thing and pushed it through the store out the side door. I, I gotta ask this as a quick aside, because I worked at that same Toys R Us. Was Ken the manager when you worked there? I think he was. <laughs> Ooh, okay, just had to know. Because I, I worked there after you had. I didn't even know you existed when I worked there, Connor. Well, I, the hours I was working there, though, we there. I don't think there's a chance I ever we would ever see each other because I was there in the dead of night and gone by in the morning. It was like ten years ago, so maybe. Yeah, uh, I think it was a little before that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's at this store with a shit ton of people trying to get in, and no one they won't let him in because it's not nine o'clock exactly yet. And people are like, get the fuck out of here, get in the back of the line, asshole. And then Sinbad, like, <laughs> I don't know, offers some some support. He's like, oh, just leave the man alone he's trying to get a toy for his son sinbad by the way is at work <laughs> he 
he's working, right? He's fucking working, but he's not actually, he's walking around with the mailbag, he's got the uniform on, but I don't see this guy put a single letter in a mailbox. People aren't getting their Christmas packages. Well, well, remember, it's Christmas Eve, they don't work that day. They don't? Then why does he have- he has all that mail that's undelivered. So what- like, what is his gimmick? Guys, he's a fucking deranged sociopath who's also a postal worker in the 90s. He's not okay. Yeah, I guess it's just for the movie. Yeah, that- that- that's- that, that's a trope you can't really do anymore. No. Right, yeah. I- I guess it really is just there so he can have, like, antics associated with his maildom. He needs something to- he needs something to carry bombs in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the term going postal was- was around for, like, exclusively this time period, and then people were like- Maybe we should stop saying that. You don't say. Yeah, was was this the same year as Demon Knight with that postal situation? It might be. That was 96, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. So so Sinbad's, like, talking to Arnold, and he, like, doesn't want anything to fucking do with this guy. And he starts going on this fucking rant about, like, consumerism and, like, toy, toy companies. And, like, they're, like, a big cartel business that's, like, pumping billions of dollars into commercials to, like, brainwash kids so that <laughs> so that they ask their parents for something that they can't buy, which in turn makes them hate their parents. You're woke, Sinbad. You're woke. And then he starts strangling a lady with a fur uh, coat on. And then that's a line you kind of miss that, like, you know, the crowd kind of reacts to that, and he, he lets her go. He's like, oh, you, you, you probably shouldn't wear fur. Like, he's kind of, like, belittling her, and I'm like, oh, I never caught that before. Dude, as soon as he says it, it cuts. Like, right after he says it, it cuts. So, Which which is weird, because then in the extended cut, they talk to a fur coat lady, and I, w- I assumed it was the same lady, because right. now there's two fur coat ladies, but we'll get to that. There's, like, three of them. He ends he ends his rant with, like, make, he's, he's talking about, like, making an alimony payment to a woman he slept with every <laughs> slept with everybody in the post office except him. Yeah. Just funny shit. So is his kid even his kid? Maybe not. But he's got to get him a turbo man. To be fair, you never see his kid, so I don't think the kid might exist. He might just be crazy. <laughs> he's just in a fucking padded cell with a turbo man doll, like later on, just like, yeah, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you to my son. And Simbad did this really well. I know originally they wanted to get Joe Pesci. Oh no. What a different movie that would have been. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, but I think they were I think Chris Columbus was scared that the height difference would be too much, but I'm like, yeah, but then you have twins like sure. that might be funny. So I'm I'm not sure. Let's get those apple boxes. I like that it's Sinbad because yeah, the height difference I think is a big thing because Sinbad is a giant man. Yeah. Because Simbad has to, like, run down the road with him and, you know, see him eye to eye. I don't think Joe Pesci would have worked out right. No, I think his crazy is also matching Arnold's, like, like physical presence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, play- he's playing big and Arnold's just big. <laughs> yeah. It, it's Simbad, in my opinion, at least, like, his most memorable uh, role. I think so. I think this is my favorite thing he's ever done. You know what? I, I think... Uh, Joe Pesci could have been uh, Jim Belushi's Santa part. That would have been funny. That would have been funny as shit. Yes! I would have taken Pesci over Belushi any fucking day. (laughs) That's great. Or if he was the elf, that would have been funny. Ooh. Mickey from fucking Seinfeld? And and uh, he was, uh, what was, I think it might have been the same name in uh, Def to Smoochie. He was in that too. I can't remember. I haven't seen that in forever. Oh, uh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. So nine o'clock strikes, they open the doors, and what do they do? <laughs> they trample a man. They kill a man. <laughs> it's just footprints in his face. <laughs> That guy's dead. Like, so they, they rush in and everybody's breaking each other's fucking necks to get in. While the song, it's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year, please. And all these people are getting knocked into fucking displays. M- much like Bad Santa, this movie kills it with the Christmas music. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And uh, wouldn't you know it, Arnold comes up upon uh, empty shelves that says sold out. They're all gone. They don't have the Turbo Man. Sinbad is the only other person surprised by this. Uh... 
are these two like the the most clueless motherfuckers in the whole world? You know, I yeah, I think I think that's the case. Well, what well, one of them is crazy and. One of them is married to his job. Wait, so what the hell? Wait, what else was everyone else rushing into the store for? They have everything else. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Nobody wants Booster. That's for goddamn sure. They want that 1996 uh, version of Monopoly. It's you know, it's only going to be around for a few more days. <laughs> they're, they are all there for Beanie Babies. <laughs> they probably are. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, to be honest. Furby, maybe. Some some Spawn toys, some McFarlane stuff, maybe. Alien figures. Maybe this universe is obsessed with actual figures altogether like maybe turbo man is just the most popular one but all the other ones cause pop culture fervors <laughs> they're trying to get it from the pit yeah <laughs> fuckers <laughs> uh but then they run into uh serial figures from archer who laughs at them yes snl uh alumni yes uh currently jerry on rick and morty too yeah i, I think both of those guys are character actors yeah they they ask about turbo man dolls and these retail employees seemingly having had uh their fill of human beings altogether, just laugh at them <laughs> they make a fucking example of this guy they publicly embarrass these two people they gather more employees to point and laugh at them and then gather more people f- yeah, yeah more people exactly not employees that get all the crowd of of uh savages and say he wants a what an asshole. And then they, so, so fucking Arnold grabs him and he's like, how about I beat the shit out of both of you? Where do I get a turbo man? And he's like, oh, there's one left. It's leaving the store with some lady. And then he like describes this woman that's just like basic old lady. Like it's a little woman in a coat. Uh, she's old or whatever. I don't know. So what, like this part, I was like, so you just gave away, th- like you gave a crazy person details to go track a woman down and steal her toy is that what just happened (laughs) he's making minimum wage in the 90s fucker he does not give a shit he doesn't want to get his head pounded in she's paying layaway on an action figure fuck her (laughs) she has a fur coat and she's using layaway so they they run off and Sinbad gets a great one here. He nails Arnold in the stomach with his mailbag and goes fucking flying through some Dementor display. <laughs> Foreshadowing, maybe. Okay, who is this little Asian kid? Because he's in fucking everything. As he's in heavyweights. Yeah, he's just there all the time. Like he's a he's always like that side character. What the fuck? He was in some movie. I can't remember what it was, but he's like bothering some guy, and the guy's like, "Hey, leave me alone, kid." And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey." <laughs> Well, in this one, he's driving a remote control car around in a store full of fucking maniacs. Yeah, so he's, yeah, like Joe just said, he's, he's driving this remote control car, and s- somehow Arnold maneuvers this thing, like, around a corner, turns it around, <laughs> he can't even see it, and trips Sinbad with it? He goes flying, fucking falls right on his back. Also, this guy's got something broken. I don't know what, but something. He has a bad fall. Well, I mean, the fact that he wasn't paralyzed by the end of the film <laughs> sure. probably speaks to how strong he is. <laughs> so they're both running out of this fucking store trying to catch this woman and Arnold gets gets ahead of him in this case and this is one of those extended scenes that Justin and I were talking about before with um fur coat lady Gardley Smith yeah she's Lisa on the Simpsons yeah and it's it's fine uh you know, he it's this thing where like he he catches her and he thinks it's this woman and she has a turbo she has a turbo man action figure in her bag, he thinks, and he's like, I'll pay you triple for whatever's in the bag. And she's like, Trent, you want my phone number instead? Okay, well, here's, here, I'll take your money, here's the bag, and here's my phone number, bye. He opens it up as a fucking booster, and he just paid, like, 500 fucking dollars for this thing. Yeah, you know what's, you know what's messed up? He also thro- throws it away. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I know kids don't want booster, but, you know, if you already have some of the, you know, like, I, you know, boosters is, is, is that world's Alpha 5. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> if your goal is to get the Power Rangers, you should at least have Alpha 5. Sure. If, if, you, if you already have it, you know, because like, his goal is to also get Turbo Man. So why not just have both? Instead, he just throws it in the trash like, like an asshole. Yeah, just put it in the car. I love that this movie like goes out of its way to treat Booster like Jason Todd before he gets beaten to death by the Joker where everyone fucking hates him. So then uh, we get to the theatrical part where he's like running after a car and he sees the Turbo Man and she she gets away. Floored, Harold! Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she speeds the fuck off. I don't know what he was thinking like he was really going to catch up to a car. A, ma- a, a giant Austrian man screaming at you. I don't just just drive. Just keep fucking driving. Yeah, f- foot's going down the gas pedal even harder at that point. Yeah, to be fair, she just missed out on like five hundred bucks. She well, yeah, you're right. Free money, and that was probably like grandma, right? That wasn't for her son. It was probably for like her grandson or some shit. So then again, talking about the music in this movie, we get one of the best songs uh, of the season, Nat King Cole. We get this whole montage of um, Arnold going through all these stores and everybody telling him to fuck off and like often offering him different shit. Um, um, and I feel your pain, man, because this is exactly how I feel every time I go into a fucking Target looking for those NECA uh, Ninja Turtles figures. They're never fucking on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Arnold, he uh, gets laughed at by multiple people at multiple stores, and uh, no luck. He's uh, He probably should have just told his wife and son he had to work today and just fucking dealt with the blowout from that. Yeah. Just tell him you're looking for a PS5. They'll believe that you're looking all over town all day. <laughs> the other thing is... You know, me, as a kid, you know, I wanted, like, Batman toys and all this other kind of stuff. And if I wanted a specific toy, you know, there's a part where he destroys a full-size saluting Turbo Man um, standee. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just, just bring that home? Steal it. That's pretty rad. And, like, I'd rather have that than the action figure. It's like, hey, yeah, but look what I got. I got the store display, bitch. Yeah, or come, yeah, right? Instead of coming home empty-handed. And what the, what the fuck's going to happen? He's going to hang out with, with Johnny, Ted's kid, and they're going to smash their turbo, turbo men together? <laughs> I was, you know, I, I did make off with a giant Soul Reaver 2 cardboard display from, from, I think, Babbage's before it closed. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> you know, and I like the idea of his kid. The, kid, the kids are now making Turbo Man smashing... Uh, you know, uh, videos like like stop motion ones on the dad's camera, but there's there's frames of Rita Wilson in there and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Dude. in the shower, cut in between. Oh my god, Johnny, just give me that tape and you're done. Okay, I gotta fix it. All right, cut. It cuts from Turbo Man punching other Turbo Man to Arnold's dick getting washed off. <laughs> <laughs> wiping his dick off. I'm just showering. Uh, I put my small camera to too low of an angle. I got what I didn't want to see. So here comes the infamous cookie scene because uh, Rita Wilson's at home with the kids and um, Phil Hartman comes over to like help her bake or whatever. He just walks in. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey, hey, Liz, how you doing? You slaving over a hot stove and making cookies? Why don't you go upstairs and take a shower? What do you say? Ignore the camera and the, and the electrical cord going through your window. <laughs> he set it up in the bathroom, dude. It's like a hidden. It's like what's all that? Personal surveillance. Don't ask questions. Go relax. Candid camera. There you go. Your husband said the same thing. I, you know, don't worry about it. I worked on your plumbing. I put something special in your toilet there, and uh... I'm just trying to keep the neighborhood safe. <laughs> hey kids, it's me, Haggerty the Blue. This week's special code word is Balthazar. Direct message movie dumpster on your favorite social media app to enter the secret Santa giveaway. Again, my secret code is Balthazar. Good luck! <laughs> 
I like that he is a weird creep who is good at lots of these weird domestic tasks only because he wants to sleep with the whole neighborhood. I think that's fucking hilarious. It, like, it is also like that thing where it's like he's divorced and now he's like doing all this shit that his wife used to do, but it's like really on the on the down low. Like he doesn't really talk about it. It's like really subtextually. Ooh. Are you suggesting that he's feeling a void in his life by making it with all these women? <laughs> A hundred fucking percent, man. Yeah. Wow. That's some fucking deep shit. <laughs> I like the idea that he has like like a like a blackboard at home, and it's like the whole cul-de-sacs on there, and he's checking boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's still a scumbag. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I think that is what it is. He has a column for marital status, like on the rock, solid divorce. Like, I'll just check this one off. <laughs> we gotta work together, Langford's into instability. <laughs> But yeah, then Arnold calls home to check on, you know, to tell his wife that he's going to be late. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And uh, Phil picks up and he's like, oh, oh, Phil, what are you doing at my house? And he's like, oh, your wife's cookies. Oh, these cookies. Howard, I got to get the recipe. <laughs> but of course, I- I'm not even going to try to do it. Who- somebody that actually could do it. You put the cookie down. Yeah, thank you. Stop eating my cookies. He is so angry about this. Um, This man is trying to fuck his wife. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Dude, th- like I would find a way for my hand to, to phase through the, li- the lines of the phone and come out and choke him to death, okay? I would create new powers to murder this man so he's like he's like he's like oh yeah liz is upstairs taking a shower want me to go get her and he's like no don't, no don't do that i love his face went when he has no and he like makes this like squinch face and looks at the phone it's so perfect that's okay i got a video going right now howard don't worry about it <laughs> i'll show it to you later <laughs> we can compare notes i like it now it's turning into like eight millimeter he's making like these <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the MDU. Nick Cage has to come in and fucking see if it's a real snuff film or not. They bring it to Robin Williams to look over. (laughs) It's like hardcore. Arnold's in the movie theater watching it. Sean, that just put the fucking icing on the cake. Yeah, it's Robin Williams transferring the VHS a fucking one-hour photo or some shit. Yeah, exactly. I wish I was there. Uncle N. What is his name in that fucking movie? Sai. Uncle Sai. That's a good one. Oh, it's, it's like, like they're, in the, they're at the store instead of like the Evangelion toy. They're looking at Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That lines up. He still has that nightmare where his eyes explode. Oh my god! He's it's he has that weird fucking daydream where he puts the star on top of the Christmas tree and shit. You're the best, Uncle Cy. And then yeah, and then his eyes and then his eyes explode. Yeah. So yeah, the moral of the story: he doesn't talk to his wife, and Phil Hartman basically talks him off the phone because the kids are making too much noise. Oh my god! Classic. He fucking picks up the cookie, like burns himself, and he's like, "Pipe down in there." <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, they don't listen to him, and that's what's going to happen when they both have their Turbo Man toys. They're going to be little yeah. ungrateful shits. Fuck them. I'm Turbo Man. No, I'm Turbo Man. <laughs> you're Booster. Yeah, you sure are Booster, Johnny. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so Sinbad fucking pops his head in again. He's like, hey, you're on the payphone too. So was I. Calling nobody. <laughs> right. I'm not stalking you. He doesn't have a wife. Who's he calling? I... Postmaster? I don't know. I think he's literally just standing there because he saw Arnold like on the phone and he's waiting. Yeah, he's stalking Arnold. Well, we, we remember, this is also before cell phones and, and Google Maps. He, he's probably like calling toy stores and stuff. Oh, yeah, he could be, yeah. He's on the beat. Because then I guess they just decide like, 
Huh, this scene's not moving fast enough. Let's insert an extra here who runs in and says, I just heard about a shipment of Turbo Man! Oh, yeah, he, he hops in the car. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think this movie takes place in a wacko universe where you can just run out in public and go, oh, my God, there are Turbo Man at this, the Turbo Man actually is a store, and people drop what they're doing and go run off to grab one. He hop in the passenger side. I think he was screaming at the guy who, like, he, he had a wheel man. <laughs> this is yeah, one of those, I could see it. <laughs> this is one of those defining moments, though, of, like, talking about classism but like with a joke because he's like he's like oh yeah man we could team up or whatever and he's like he's like yeah i don't think so sinbad sorry and he's like oh you could talk to me online right but you can't be on my team because that's racist yeah and he's like no you're just poor you're a fucking poster worker get away from me and then uh we go to this uh mall of america well he fucking hits dude's bike first yeah he he, he that the t-1000 comes back t-1000 left his fucking bike in the middle of the road and of course uh arnold runs it over and uh he comes out should have kept going just go go you don't care about the law now you do <laughs> right what the fuck all right why did he get out and try to fix it you've already participated in riots and fighting but now you care about knocking a cop's bike over yeah what the fuck man like just leave you were riding the shoulder 15 minutes ago you broke my little mirror i think again this is the only cop he really ever runs into with a problem. Well, yeah. There are two Terminators. You know, they got that, uh, you know, tracking device installed in Arnold's head somewhere. It's true. The chip, you got, that's, it's got to be destroyed. It's a T-1000 who went self-aware and was just trying to live a regular life as a cop. <laughs> but it looks like an old man. I mean, he could dig whatever form he wants. <laughs> this is like the dark fate of the T-1000. <laughs> Yeah, it is a dark fate. It's timeline, yeah. He's aged. In, I guess, d deep Terminator lore, uh, Skynet stopped making T-1000s because they would just be like, oh, I have feelings and I'm aware of myself. I'll just not be part of Skynet. He decided to become a cop, get a real job? Uh, yep, a real... <laughs> he to work a 9 to 5. But he wanted to keep the motorcycle. I remember there was a T-1 million in the stage show. Oh, yeah, T-2 3D? That was a big spider. This might be that guy. <laughs> They only made one. He is the only important cop uh, in this film, and I think there's a reason for that. He's just that dangerous. They only need one of them. That's true, yeah. I just noticed, too, like, he drops his fucking coffee when he sees uh, Arnold with the bike, and it just reminded me of, like, the scene in T2 when fucking dude gets the needle through the eye and drops his coffee on the floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, the guys from uh, uh, Gremlins 2. Yeah, the twins. This is lining up a little too well. <laughs> So yeah, then he goes to the Mall of America all mopey. He's got his ticket. Yeah, he get he's got his ticket and he fucking goes and the and the uh, library guy from Ghostbusters is like, all right, everybody, we have a small shipment of Turbo Mans. <laughs> You're going to get a fucking bouncy ball with a number on it, okay? It's like a lottery. Yeah. Yeah, and then to the un to a crowd he has deemed unruly and unworthy of this prize, he's like, oh, and by the way, the price has just doubled. I'm like, you can't do that. Oh, yes, he can. <laughs> he's allowed supply and demand. Oh, oh, who is he, Mr. Toy? What is this? Isn't it? Isn't that right? Stores can do that if there's, like, scarcity for a specific item. The, the question is, like, there's a small shipment, right? The MSRP, like, if it goes up double, that's not too much extra he'd be like oh it's 10 times more now fuck faces like double okay great yeah well he could double it skim it put it in his pocket yeah so the crowd goes fucking nuts and they end up like throwing these bouncy balls all over the fucking place and uh arnold ends up grabbing one and sinbad maces him in the fucking mouth yeah <laughs> yeah he, he, he got maced <laughs> i got the maced dude and he recovers from it like no problem he is a terminator yeah, that's what i'm saying and then he feeds sinbad to the fucking hungry public <laughs> He got yeah. two! And this guy screams, get the mailman! <laughs> and they tackle him, and he's like, ugh! But he drops his ball, and, and, you know, Arnold chases it. But I'm like, what are the chances 
that's the the winning ball. Right. Yeah. All he has to do, all Arnold has to do is sit there, wait for someone to win it, and then go up to him. Hey, I'll give you a thousand dollars for it. Well, yeah. I I know you just paid double. Because how much is that toy? You think? Right. Uh, be, 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 like like back in the nineties, fifteen dollars nineties money maybe. Uh, uh no, twenty bucks. I would say Tw- twenty or thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So he pops. You know, he's already going to spend three hundred on it. Just. Just wait instead of going on this thing for a ball. Like maybe if the ball was like, this is definitely the winning number, right? And there's only one they could do that. But like, I don't think the stakes were high enough to go on this 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 rampage. <laughs> right? Like he could have even like, let's say he doesn't do that. Let's just say he just like stands there for like a minute or two while everyone's scrambling, and there's got to be balls all over the ground that people are missing. Just walk over and pick one up, and don't fight Sinbad. Someone your own height, weight, build. Just punch some lady in them. You know, like like. There's plenty. There's old people. There's kids there. Overpower the weak, of course. And uh, like, and these these people are also trying to kill each other to begin with. Like, all he has to do is like wait for the fucking scraps. Like, just to, like sure. sift through the half dead. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is Conan we're talking about. Just go up to the head guy with the little speaking spell thing he's talking into and wrap it around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> No, instead he's got to do this chase through the fucking mall after this bouncy ball that doesn't stop bouncing, by the way. It's a super bounce. It reminds me of Commando. <laughs> he jumps over this fucking like two-story balcony and lands on a fucking piano. Yeah, I love the sound the piano makes when he lands. Like, dong. <laughs> I love that this ball is like cap shield and that it's it bounces precisely off of exactly what it needs to. Oh yeah, the trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Right, right into a uh, little girl's mouth. A stroller, and then and then and then he she runs into the big play center thing. He chases her through the McDonald's tube land style thing into the ball pit. I want to know. I want to know if they had to custom build a, like a little tunnel to fit him into because I doubt he could fit into one of those for real. It is an excuse to have him crawl through that shit, and it's amazing. There is a point where he's squeezing through the tube with like another little kid in it, and I'm like, oh my god, that kid is going to be crushed against the wall of this fucking thing. Afterwards, they had to scrape his remains off the fucking inside of it. Move! <laughs> So he lay, he fucking goes down the slide, lands into the ball pit, and he's like, "Oh, hey, little girl, I got I got this red shiny ball. Do you want to trade?" And she's like, "Nope." And she fucking just eats the fucking thing. I guess you have to find out who that kid is. That is a perfect guest for for <laughs> kick me off this fucking episode. That's who you needed. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, and now we have the actress who ate the fucking bouncy ball in Jingle All the Way, who was grabbed by the face by Arnold Schwarzenegger in public and was then murdered by twelve women. And yeah. To Justin's point, you don't even know if that's the winner. No. It's not like the guy was like, the golden ball, you gotta get the golden one. Yeah. Oh, I like they go further with this. Oh no, she swallowed it. Oh, we have to wait. Oh no. (laughs) You see him like following them around. Just has his hand under her ass. Excuse excuse me, did your little girl take a shit yet? Can I have your diapers? I got a plastic bag right here for her to poop into. Does she drink coffee yet here? We need to get it. Where's the (laughs) X-Lax? Phil Hartman, he's like, Howard, I didn't know you were in there that <laughs> <laughs> he fucking eyebrow raises <laughs> all right zoom in on the face so he grabs this kid's mouth and uh, all the moms attack him like you pervert he's like i'm not a pervert i'm not the pervert they hit him with like a fucking baguette and like <laughs> wrapping paper and shit well, how old was that bread it might have been fatal <laughs> i don't know dude careful with that bread it's over a year old <laughs> over a week old look out so he's like i just wanted the doll i wanted the mode man doll there's a few points in this movie where he doesn't form complete sentences (laughs) and a lot of it's vo too it's like you had a chance to say it right yeah (laughs) he's like fuck it it's fine everybody's gonna love the movie so then he didn't get a turbo man 
Sinbad didn't get it, Serbo, man. And uh, they meet up at uh, the place where everybody knows your name. No, no, you just the whole Santa scene. You, you just cut Jim Belushi completely out of this film. You you cut out you cut the Santa Claus Mafia. You cut more of Jim Belushi out of it. Yeah, thank God. Uh, yeah, I, I got a Jim Belushi story for you. But I went to uh, Rutgers Camden um, from like 2003, 2007 doing film stuff and whatever. And there was this place called um, Slice of New York. It was a pizza place in Camden, New Jersey. And we would always, you know, we'd, we'd be animating late at night. We'd be there for hours and days and doing all this other kind of stuff, doing 3D renders and whatever. And we'd always get pizza. But the, <laughs> the place... Um, they got, like, my first year I was there, they had these according to Jim pizza boxes, like, advertising. So Jim Belushi was just on the pizza box. The fuck? <laughs> I'm like, tell me you still have some of these fucking things. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish. And and he and he's and he's holding a pizza in it, and it's, like, this whole thing. And I was like, is that King of Queens? No, it's a new show. It's it's Jim, Jim Belushi's King of Queens. I'm like, John Belushi? I didn't... Oh, right. Ugh. <laughs> the guy from... Was he in... Red Heat, what was that called? Like, we're, 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 he sure was. We're trying to figure it out. And the year I left, and then like I started teaching there at, at Rutgers in like 2015, and they still had the same boxes. Oh my! They must have ordered so many that they had like uh, like like uh, this is much like when I used to work in a movie theater. It was like my first job. Yeah. In 2005, 2004, we were still using Titan AE kid pack boxes. Oh, my God. And I was like, what the hell? They're like, yeah, we found these. Why They're stock. Why not use them? And I'm like, I guess that's what happened. So I, I've been, I wish I had a Titan AE kid pack, and I wish I had a, according to Jim, pizza box. Those would really enrich my life. But that that's my Jim Belushi story there. Love it. You, you could have uh, eaten the pizza from the Jim Belushi box and had some soda in the Titan AE uh, drink cup while you watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle all the way. We're gonna have to stop there. See if they got any of those fucking pizza boxes. When I worked at Marquee, I, we did a, a like a big cleanup of that building one day, and I came across a dusty pile of uh, promotional materials for a Stroke of Genius from with with Greg Kinnear, the movie about the fucking windshield wiper patent. Yeah, and I asked, I was like, "What the fuck is this all doing here?" And my manager was like, "Don't ask questions. Just throw that shit away." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Should have kept it. I think I did. I was like, hey, here's this movie about the fucking windshield wiper. <laughs> so Jim Belushi's like, hey, hey Arnold. Okay, hold on. Jim Belushi, by the way, is playing Santa Claus. He's the mall Santa that Arnold just fucking bumps into. And he drops this line like, I'm never going to find a Turbo Man. And Mickey from Seinfeld comes up and is like, oh, right, yeah, Turbo Man? Yeah, come over here. He's like, hey, buddy, you want to, you want to, like, these fucking shiesty-ass elf and Santa. He's like, hey, you want to buy your fucking Turbo Man? Dude, the Godfather music might as well have played over this little intro, okay? Like, well, well you got to think about it. There's no other perfect way to sell your, your, your shoddy toy, whatever, is into unsuspecting parents. And when you're going to find them, you be a Santa. And they give that job to anyone. I was a Santa a couple times. I thought it was funny as hell. Desperate-ass fucking people, too. Especially on Christmas Eve. Desperate people with money to blow. Oh, yeah. Well, Jim Belushi even says that to him. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I'm not going to let some department mall Santa shake me down. He's like, he's like, yeah, okay, don't try to get all high and mighty on me. You're the dad that waited till Christmas Eve to get his kid a gift. Yeah. <laughs> now imagine Joe Pesci. Uh, see, I think that would have worked out better. 
<laughs> you fucking asshole. He's like, hey, what do you what do you say there, Arnold Schwarzenegger? You want a fucking turbo man or what? Oh, you get try to high road me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You motherfucker, you. Rats are fresh. <laughs> it's got the M on the on the palm and everything. <laughs> that would have sealed the fucking deal, dude. It's part of my community service. <laughs> this is before he became the super. Oh, this is right before Home Alone 2. For whatever reason, I guess Arnold like waits for Jim Belushi and and the little guy to get off their shift because he's driving he drives them out of the city to like this warehouse on the outskirts of town. Yeah. He drives them to the fucking foot headquarters, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there he is again. Not uh Sam Rockwell, James Rolfe out there selling cigarettes. Oh yeah, it could be. Tutsu's there. Yeah, they're all there. In a fucking Santa suit. <laughs> Regular or menthol. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Get away from me. I don't smoke. So there's this whole, there's like a bunch of shit in, so they're in the car and there's like a bunch of stuff in the extended version of like, oh yeah, they're talking. It sucks. They're talking and it sucks. It's just not funny. And then they get to the fucking warehouse and, uh, they're like, oh, he's like, he's like, okay, so you have the doll. I want the doll or whatever. And he's like, all right, little guy, go get it. Go get the fucking doll. Wait, hold on. We have to, we have to talk about the, the guard dog who has. That dog scared the shit at me as a kid. Who's wearing reindeer antlers. Like, <laughs> just, just so he's aesthetically part of the whole gag. So, so like the thing is in the regular cut of the movie, that dog part is just out of nowhere because it doesn't have the lead in from the extended cut. Right. So it's just like, woof, woof. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> right. It just cuts right to that. But you know, they, 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 they do the secret knock which is jingle bells i believe and when the guy i don't know who the guy is but when they slide the the like the speakeasy door open so we can like his eye holes kind of like a wizard of oz like why didn't you say so his look on his face is amazing <laughs> what's the password uh jingle bells batman smells all right come on in nobody sees turbo man not no way not no how <laughs> <laughs> and they go into the place, and 95% of the toys in there on conveyor belts going around the sky are these pink, red, and cyan fucking teddy bears. Yeah, that's all it is. And they're awful. That's how they uh, transport their cocaine uh, industry here. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine teddies. These are coming from the North Pole. Yeah, get it? Snow. They're, they're crack teddies. They're transporting snow. Yeah, yeah. The Santa cartel. Yeah, there you, hey, reign of the Santa Clauses. There, there's your Narcos crossover. It's a spinoff I want, okay? I, uh, okay. I think that's where all those Santa Clauses congregate. They're there with Jim Belushi, Vern Troyer, Big Show. You got Whoopi Goldberg's there. Bill Goldberg's there. Billy's there. Mickey Rooney's there breaking a Jack Daniels bottle over somebody's head. <laughs> they all get drunk and watch Goldberg try to jackhammer the big show. Whoopi Goldberg, obviously. It probably, yeah. Why not? The underground fucking Santa fight ring? Yeah, fight club? He's not there yet, but yeah, Big Show is one of these biggest Santa Clauses, and uh, it's so long ago that he looks so... His body shape is so different, but he's still this fucking... He makes Arnold look like a tiny, tiny human being. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of like when you have, like... Uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar next to Arnold. He's just like, you know, like he, he me to Arnold's like Arnold to these guys. It's like a different stage of evolution. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, and wasn't it from, I think, the second Conan movie? There's a picture from the set where like, oh, who is that big fucking uh, other barbarian guy? Like he is colossal. I think there's a picture of him like holding Arnold up in the air. I know there's one with Arnold in, next to Andre the Giant mm -hmm. that's, I should look that one up. Arnold's not that tall of a guy. I mean, he's huge, 
but he's not that tall of a dude. No, yeah, he's just like a he's a startling physical specimen who also has like so much fucking charisma that you can't help but like you can't help but not just you know find your eyes and attention gravitated towards him. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking here. It, it it was Andre the Giant. Okay, and he he's like tiny compared to them. <laughs> <laughs> Swaddle him. <laughs> he just picks him up like a puppy. I want to look up Arnold Schwarzenegger height. It's gonna help out. I think he's six one. So not say only, but he's only six two. Oh, six two. There you go. Yeah, but I'm saying like in comparison to these fucking giants, you know what I mean? You think you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger like that guy's huge, and then you put him against somebody like Andre, and it's like whoa. Yeah, Andre just picks him up. He's like, hello, little man. I mean, Sinbad's six uh, four. He's taller than Arnold. Jeez. Damn. And and the same height as Chevy Chase. You don't really think about that. No. Mm. Yeah, he's a tall motherfucker. So Vern, Vern Troyer's smoking a fucking cigar in the back. So he asks uh, uh, Jim Belushi for the um, the Turbo Man doll and, and, and the little elf guy runs off and, and grabs it. Now, in the extended cut, there's like a whole break here where Jim Belushi sings a fucking song about a kid who that Santa Claus forgot. The little boy that Santa Claus forgot. Yeah, and it's, it turns into a barbershop quartet, and they all sing and clap. That That's an amazing edit where they go from the original cut to then um, Mickey just coming up with the thing. Yeah. Like, it was impressive how they, they recut this film. Oh, for sure. Like, I was like, oh, it, it's just starting again. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's pretty. I thought it was pretty seamless to tell you the truth. Yeah, but it, it definitely needs to leave. Some of the other extended stuff's fine, but that that needed to go. That specifically, what the fuck were they even thinking shooting that? They weren't. Well, Jim Belushi was like, "Come on, I'm gonna sing a fucking song." I'm Jim Belushi, everybody's favorite Belushi. No, we're just, you're just the one we have now. <laughs> so they bring this fucking Turbo Man <laughs> over. It's all wrapped, and. Uh, they're like three hundred bucks. He's three hundred dollars. He's like, no chocolate kisses. Here's the fucking thing. Give me the dollars. So, so Arnold opens opens it up, and he fucking goes to press the uh, the the Turbo Man belt because that's where like the voice uh, box is, and it's like this whole fucking stream of Spanish comes out. Soy Turbo Man. Yes, uh, whatever Turbo Man. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, it's the multilingual version. You know, it's uh, fun and educational. And he ends up opening the box, and this fucking thing just falls apart onto the floor. I like that it has enough structure. Fidelity to house a you know a little pe- like sound device, but the moment he touches it, it just shatters. <laughs> yeah, right? It just it just crumbles to dust. It fulfills the Sinbad prophecy when he when he's talking about before. He's like, "It's stupid little thing made of plastic and just falls apart." Are you saying Sinbad has magical powers? I'm saying that he might be a seer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's a, he's a Sith. He's a Sith. He's a Sith. Yes, Sinbad. Yes. Yeah, true. He just sees multiple timelines happening all the time, and that's why he is the way he is. Do you think that he's like? Force projecting all these bad situations for Arnold. He could be. Maybe he's not even. Maybe he's not even real. Maybe he's just there to. <laughs> he's just there to personally torment Arnold. Like, so Arnold like outs the fu- uh, outs Jim Belushi, and Jim Belushi's like, "Come on, fight me, you fucking chicken!" And then, um, you know, kick up that Brian Setzer orchestra because <laughs> the thing is, why start the fight? You're out three hundred dollars. Leave. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have. You're gonna fight eighty guys. Just leave with a guard dog. It's a criminal organization. He's lucky none of them pulled out a gun and just wasted his ass. Yeah. And then a fight scene breaks out that is choreographed well enough to be on Corridor Crew recently, and there's a lot of stunt work involved, and it's actually pretty entertaining. It's amazing. Oh, the be- the funniest part to me, I mean, there's two really funny parts. The kick it off is great. You have fucking, he doesn't want to punch Belushi, but he grabs his Santa, like, uh, beard, and he pulls it back and lets go, and Jim Belushi shoots back, <laughs> does, like, a somersault where, like, his head hits the fucking ground and spins, and he does, like, three or four times and goes into some boxes and is out of the movie. He fucking hits a pole and fucking gets knocked out. He's like, okay, everybody, get him. Get, hey, get him. 
<laughs> kick up Brian Setzer because now we're fucking boxing Santas left and right. Yeah, there's a there's nunchuck Santa, which, which gets knocked out much like a Indiana Jones Raiders thing where he just hits them and that's it. Yes. He goes shut up and he hits him with a candy cane. He's fucking them up with the candy cane. And then comes the big show. Big show. <laughs> well. I'm going to dick your holes, man. Well, he doesn't he punch him and then like he gets like no reaction? Or he goes to punch him and he grabs his hand. He beats the shit out. He like punches the fuck out of his stomach and then like tires himself out. And then Big Show like grabs his fist and like fucking punches him across the warehouse. Yeah. And then Vern Troyer climbs on like Arnold's back and is like attacking his head. <laughs> like a little gremlin. Yeah. He's like, me, 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 me. Yeah. And then Big Show accidentally hits him. He's little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> little buddy. <laughs> He goes flying! I love this fucking shot. Because it's like three or four different effects they use. Like, one is a dummy. One is this is Vernture on a wire. And you get a very clear shot of his face. And he's flailing his fucking arms. And then he just gets shot into a fucking pile of boxes really violently. It's so fucking funny looking. And then after that, I think they, they dogpile him. Yes! Jim Belushi's just like, dogpile! And then the cops break in. The Grinch. It's the Grinch. <laughs> Cheese it, it's the Grinch. It's the Grinch scatter. And mind you, I was watching this. That is, it's such a good edit when you see the um the battering ram hit the door and then everyone's scattering. I'm like, wow, this is like really well crafted scene. Hell yeah, it's really it's super well choreo- choreographed and shot. And even though uh, Vern Troyer just took Big Show's finisher, the KO punch, he is up and running away from cops, ducking under ramps and shit. I think he made it out scot free. He might have been the only one that got away. He no sold him. He went into business for himself. Big time. So the cops break in, and the fucking guy from Problem Child 2 who drinks the piss lemonade comes up, and he's like, hey, who are you? And he's like, uh... And he grabs, like, a fake badge, I guess, that's, like, on the toy line. That just happens to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm a detective. I'm, good thing no one else there outranked him or anything. Uh, yeah, right? He's like, uh, wait till the chief hears about this. You're fucked. But I, I guess it makes sense. He's, he's He looks like he dresses like an undercover cop. He's, he's built, you know, you assume. <laughs> yeah. Especially the guy that he gets into it with, uh, you know, is definitely... Not in in the same shape as Arnold. He's definitely like that stereotypical cop that's just you know. Oh, yeah, he's he's kind of like a, like a Bullock from Batman kind of a situation. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, who's who has a literal action star sized man yelling in his face <laughs> like, okay, you, whatever you want. All right, yeah, you're in charge. I don't need this shit. You're definitely detective. I'm not going to talk about this ever again. I'm working on Christmas Eve doing a fucking bust on some Santas. I don't need this shit. <laughs> yeah, this is where my life is. I don't need this from you. <laughs> and then he just drives away. And then runs out of gas? Uh, yeah. Yeah, his car breaks down, and he just, like, leaves the fucking car on the side of the road. Well, he, he, he breaks down on the bridge, and then he pushes it to the diner. To Mickey's diner. Which doesn't make sense, because when later, when they take it apart, it had no gas, so he wasn't going anywhere anyway. Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, they don't know that. Yeah, and then, oh, I think there's a scene, uh, they, they, they cut back to the family here, and that's when... They're doing, they talk about the dumb reindeer and there's some caroling. Yeah, Phil Hartman's giving out cocoa and shit. Yeah, and that's where, here's your cocoa. And then <laughs> that's where Johnny is like, oh, I named the reindeer Ted. And hey, your parents should get divorced because it's way awesome. You get more stuff. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? We're all terrible people. Jake Lloyd gets really upset by that, by the way. Like, this kid doesn't get what he just said. He's just like, yeah, my parents got divorced. It's great. And Jake Lloyd is like, I guess this is on his mind. Yeah. 
Fucking uh, Arnold calls the fucking family from the diner, and he's he's like, "Hey, put your mother on the phone." And he's like, "Hey, Dad, you coming to the parade?" He's like, "I I don't know. Put your mother on." And he's like, "I don't want to hear about Turbo Man." Keep your promises if you want to keep your friends. He's like, "Fuck Turbo Man, get off the phone." I hate him. I destroy him. Because he says that's a Turbo Man quote, and that pisses off Arnold. And I've had it up the hill with this Turbo guy. Yeah, he he, he gave him the old uh, what is it like? Knowing is half the battle, kind of a line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Always keep your promises. And Jamie's like had enough, and uh, he's like, you know what, Dad? Fuck you! And he like hangs up and he storms off. You never keep your promises. You're always lying to me. You're never here for anything. Wow. We get this Ral Julia ass uh, line delivery by uh, Rita Wilson. <laughs> Damn you, Howard. <laughs> Damn you, Howard. Damn you, Damn you, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes back to the diner. Uh, the old school style diner, fifties style diner. Yeah, I kind of love it. It's like, it looks like a fucking train car. And they and they make sure to give this guy a couple of lines so he gets paid. We know how that works by now. <laughs> well, now he's in the Actors Guild. Vern too. Vern got a line. Big Show got a line. Everybody got paid. And uh, Sinbad basically just like is there, and he's like, he's like, hey man, peace. Uh, I know we've been fighting all day, but. Uh... Just want you know, tis the season or whatever, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Come sit, have coffee with me. Yeah, they're they're like they're battle torn enemies on opposite sides of the war. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christmas Day on on in, on the Maginal Line. <laughs> we got to put that shit up behind us, play some footy for a bit. Next, you know, we'll be we'll be mustard gas at each other tomorrow. But today. It's Christmas. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to bayonet your eye out of your skull. But today, let's play soccer. We're all Christian, aren't we? And then, of course, we got to have like. The guy down on his luck, uh, mailman, that's possibly out of his mind, pull out a bottle and say, hey, you want some? Yeah, yeah not even a flask. It's just a bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what the hell? And then Sinbad goes on to tell, like, well, Schwarzenegger's just like, oh, it's, it's just a doll, right? Like, whatever. Like, he'll still love me in the morning. And Sinbad's like, you're fucking crazy. He's like, you know what? Uh, I wanted a fucking Chinese M1A1 triple pulse assault rifle when I was a kid, and I didn't get it. <laughs> This was the Johnny 7 OMA gun, and it's a real thing from the 50s and 60s, and it was a real 7 person. Look it up. It's a real gun. I looked it up, and I was like, holy shit, that thing looks awesome. Yeah, the Johnny 7 OMA gun. Yeah. And he never got it, and look at him. He's a fucking loser. But his but his his friend got it. He lived next door to him, and he's a fucking billionaire now. He's a billionaire, yep. I wonder if his friend as a kid was actually Arnold, and he doesn't know it. Maybe. <laughs> I wonder if he's friends with a judge who didn't get a weenie whistle either. Oh, it's possible. Let's just connect all these threads. Fuck it. <laughs> and we'll get a remember that that guy's a billionaire, right? Yeah. Like the thing is, Turbo Man. What are you, a Turbo Man? Like that doesn't do anything. John, you know what OMA stands for in Johnny Seven OMA? What? One Man Army. <laughs> like that's how you make yourself a billionaire. You're a self-made assassin. <laughs> Yeah. And then in the extended cut, he talks about each one of the guns way more. So he's like, you got a flamethrower. You got you got an anti-air raid rifle. It shoots. And he's like looking in the sky for like bomber planes to shoot down. Anti-tank. It's got a cap gun. And you can just take anyone out. Like, down on the ground. Just shoot him in the head. You know, it's like. <laughs> Throw a grenade. It turns into a fucking grenade or whatever. Grenade launcher. Yeah. And Mickey's just standing there. Not, not, not Mickey the elf. I'm talking about Mickey the owner of Mickey's diner. It's just like taking this all in and just nodding his head like, yeah. He feels bad about it. He he's a nice guy. I like. Yeah, it's funny because like he he sees uh, Arnold sees Sinbad as Jake Lloyd, and he's like, "Here's to you, Dad. I'm a fucking loser because you didn't give me Turbo Man." And he's like hitting the bottle. No, no, that 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 was uh, the Sith projection. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the mailman outfit with yes. the bottle, by the way. It's the, it's the, yeah, it's the Padme dream. Give him the old mind trick, yeah. Unless, unless Sinbad T-1000's into Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, hold on. When does the conversation eventually teeter, like, to the point where Sinbad leans back and goes, Have I told you the tragedy of Darth Plagueis? <laughs> Probably. It's coming soon. That was one of the cut scenes. Didn't even make the extended version. <laughs> yeah, it didn't even uh, So then they hear over the radio playing in the diner, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, call in, name all the reindeer, and you can win a Turbo Man, eventually. It's funny because not only not does he say that on the radio, but, like, he's like, Tur- you can win a Turbo Man, the hottest toy since the Johnny 7 OMA gun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, does he? I, yeah. I never heard that. I miss that every time, I guess. Fucking funny as shit, man. So they got to recite, you got to name all the reindeer to get the Turbo Man. So uh, they go to fucking, like, call the station, and they, like, try to cram into the fucking phone booth and, and, and Sinbad ends up ripping the fucking phone off the, uh, out of the, out of the... Yeah, because, because, because ha- Howitzer knows the answer. Yeah. And now, um, Sinbad is just trying to stop him. Yeah. He's like, if I can't have it, we won't have it. So, you know, the, I, I love when he fucking, he traps his arm in the door and Sinbad's like, oh, oh God, oh God. Yeah, he rips the phone out, they fall back and they start fighting like he knew the answer and Sim he starts beating Simbad up and Simbad is pretending to call 911 on the broken phone. <laughs> <laughs> and this this shot this diner owner Mickey not upset they just ruined his phone. Hey, hey, hey. Get the fuck out of here. This radio station's down the street. Yeah, cell phones haven't been invented yet. What are you doing? It's right down the road. Just go go there. And they're like, okay. Yeah, it's two blocks over on Wabashaw Street. Yeah. It's like, all right, <laughs> let's go. They start running down the street, and then there's this great sight gag where Sinbad, like, so he can run faster, he loses weight by throwing mail out of his bag. He's throwing packages at Arnold. That's a federal offense. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Grandma's not getting her card sent to little Johnny this year. <laughs> Fuck him. Con- Connor's not getting his uh, $500 from Grandma this year. It's on the ground in Mississippi. Oh, that's it. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> Sam Whipple, you are not going to do this to me again. <laughs> so fucking Arnold's running. He's like, ah, dash a dance, a prince, a I'm a cute blitzing. And he's like, ha I'm having fun. I'm going to win. And he's a track star. And he's briskly jogging because Sinbad's blown up. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So then Arnold runs into this fucking radio station. I guess the only one there is the disc jockey. Yeah, it makes sense. It's Christmas. Yeah, sure. And uh, he kicks the fuck. Fucking Arnold kicks his door down and it like hits the wall and the fucking glass breaks. <laughs> the guy calls 911. There's a maniac trying to break in here. Yeah, imagine like, oh, some guy's trying to kill me. And then like the 911 just cuts off like they're coming. <laughs> I mean, he breaks his door. Oh, yeah. Intensely. He, again, this is like Total Recall or Commando or one of his action movies, the way he do- he breaks this open with such force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your dispatcher, you hear screaming, and someone says, there's an insane man here, and then glass shattering. You're like, oh, fuck. Right. Either that man is in trouble or Stone Cold Steve Austin just walked into his office. I'm going to go with the first one. <laughs> I think I remember him. He was a, he was this famous guy who shut up a police station. I couldn't get through on the phone, so I came here. Here's the names of the reindeer. Give me the turbo, man. So Sinbad catches up to him, and he's like, he's like, wait a second, that's not, well, that's not what I said. And fucking Sinbad comes in, and he's like, oh no, I'm gonna get the, the, you know, give me the Turbo Man. And he like ends up pulling a fucking package out of his bag, and he's like, this is a fucking homemade explosive device. Give me the doll, or we're all fucking dead. I the, okay, he has a line here where Arnold's like, you made the bomb. He's like, no, I just kept one. Yeah, let's <laughs> just hold on to one. Now to be topical for '96. This is only a few months after the Atlanta 96 Olympics with Richard Jewell. Wow. I wouldn't say it's too far from people's minds. Like, I think to put this gag in this movie is 
crazy to me. Oh, not not just that. They know about it because earlier in the movie when he's like, oh, I got the toy, he's wearing an Atlanta 96 uh, Olympic sweater. Holy shit, man. He is. <laughs> that is some dark shit. And I, I was just like, ooh, bad taste. I mean, there's some bad taste stuff in this movie if you're watching now. Like, there's like, you know, some beds like Rodney King, Rodney King, oh, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, that's rough back then. And also the Atlanta stuff and the bombing. I'm like, that's funny, but I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm surprised. It, it's funny, but I'm surprised it's in the movie. Me too, because like he makes a, he says a line at some point, like, like, what are you crazy? People send this shit in the mail. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, they did, and people died. What are you doing? But then he drops it. Uh, it gets knocked out of his hand, and they all hit the deck. And it's a, a music box. He was lying, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, Sinbad gets that banger line, though, in. He calls him Mr. Fucking Ponytail Man. <laughs> yeah, he makes fun of the disc jockey. He's, he's like, you know, he's one of those, like, uh, weekend drive, like, hey, it's a, the classic rock that rocks your socks. Like, kind of a... <laughs> yeah. Big Joe Henry. He's got the skullet and the fucking mustache, yeah. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Are you two men under the impression that I have a Turbo Man in these facilities? No, I, I said eventually. Here's a gift certificate. <laughs> this is another situation where that gift certificate looked awesome. You go, you go back with the gift certificate. You go back with a booster. You go back with a bottle of wine for the wife. You come back with the with, with the standee. I, I think you could solve. You come back with Sinbad's fucking head. <laughs> Like, you bump Balthazar, like, you got it. There you go. This is the man I murdered to get this for you. Look, Jamie, I put his head on the pike outside. And never forget it, look at his head every day. Weave upon your enemies. (laughs) (laughs) The whole line from Conan. Yeah, he does the whole thing. He just goes outside and he fucking plants it on his fucking mailbox. Like, hey, Howard, sir. (laughs) Your next head. So then they run out because they hear the cops pull up. They're like, you called the cops? And the DJ's like, yeah. (laughs) No, he was like... Kinda. Right, yeah, yeah. So so they start running towards the exit, and Arnold's got the coupon. Uh, but uh, Sinbad, Sinbad throws them into these uh, cassette tapes and tries to run off, and I'm just sitting there thinking, man, that is going to take forever to sort again. <laughs> Fuck it. P- Ponytail Man has his work cut out for him. Oh, yeah. And Sinbad, he thinks he's all sly getting ahead of uh, Arnold. And, uh, nope, all the cops come out of the elevator with their guns trained on them. Uh, I will say the cops in this movie are very quick to draw guns on people, but do not much of anything else. <laughs> well, I mean, when you say that there's a fucking maniac in the in the booth <laughs> that, tried, that just broke the fucking door down. Oh, yeah, totally. But ev- there, there's, I think, like, two distinct, especially with Sinbad, of, like, cops showing up, and the first thing they do is, like, pistols. <laughs> So so they get so they get caught again in the crossfire and they're and they're and every all the cops got their guns pointed at him. He's like, oh, I got a I got a bomb here. Fucking back off! Oh wait wait wait! You gotta remember, Arnold tries to escape out the back door and runs into the T one thousand. T one thousand's always there to fucking greet him. And and now they're all standing there. So Sinbad, it's just he's fucking funny as hell in this movie. He's like he's like he's like tell him tell him I'm fucking crazy. He's like this man's fucking insane. He's like thank you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's definitely a bomb. And then they just let him walk away. <laughs> they put it down. He puts it down and they just run the fuck off. You too, Mr. Barnaby Jones. So they, they Arnold and Sinbad are running off from their respective exits. And uh, <laughs> this fucking t one thousand's like, ah, I was on the bomb squad for 15 <laughs> years. This is, a, this is bullshit. It's fake. And this one cop's like, oh, are you sure about that? I wouldn't fuck with that. The bomb squad's like coming. Just kind of hold off. He's, ah, I got it. <laughs> Amateurs. Even if you were on the bomb squad for 15 years, no rational human being would walk up and go, 
to a potential bomb and go, eh. <laughs> or pick it up and sniff it and then fucking open it. Yeah, doesn't he, like, jingle it a little bit? Yeah, he shakes it. Yeah, he, like, listens to it, yeah. And we get this shot from, from Arnold's POV as he opens it. It cuts, and Arnold's coming out of the building, and you see above him, like, a flash in the window. <laughs> and the building shakes and everything. Yo, that thing... That thing rattled my subwoofer. Like, that was, like, the lowest bass I could have put in the soundtrack. It was, like, oh, it was the brown note. And then, uh, of course, my favorite line in the movie, Sinbad, realizing what happened. It's a sick world with sick people. That, that was a bomb? Yeah, like, it wasn't his fault. It was because people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which I would have then... Dropped my entire bag and said, "Right, I quit." Oh, fuck that! Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm walking around with live ordinance possibly every day. Fuck this job. And he hit he hit Arnold with that earlier. What if that went off right then and there? <laughs> yeah, and killed the little Asian kid <laughs> while they were standing in the toy store. Well, the bomb. You know what? The bomb wasn't even that bad because when they cut back to the cops, only the one has like the wily coyote exploded face, and then he just falls over. It looks like he had a Tex Avery fucking cigar explode in his mouth. <laughs> he has like no hands. There's no. He looks like it's like fucking Breaking Bad. It's like he's half his face is gone. Uh, how many years are on the bomb squad? <laughs> <laughs> kind of warranted. Oh my god, officer down, <laughs> paramedic SWAT, get over here. There's two men, two criminals on the loose who just blew up a police officer. This guy's like holding his intestines in, this one guy, yeah, he's like, I'm the bomb squad for how long? Like, <laughs> he said 15 years. This man's dying, we're gonna take your jokes elsewhere. <laughs> so, Arnold comes out to his car and it's completely fucking stripped. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it just says Merry Christmas on his fucking windshield. Which, by the way, Mickey let that happen. Oh, he sure did. But you know what, he probably called the cops and the cops are too busy getting blown up. Well, he couldn't call them because the phone got destroyed. So he <laughs> He went outside, he talked to a few friends that hang out in the area, and he said, you know what, this motherfucker, he broke my phone, he's getting into a fight with uh, the mailman in here, just just strip the whole thing, I don't give a shit. He didn't even pay for his coffee. Real leather interior. Yeah, he said, yeah, wish them a Merry Xmas, here's a bottle of spray paint, put it on the front of his windshield. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, or he's true neutral, he saw it, he was like, not my problem. Yeah, that too, could go either way. Yeah, you know what? They ne- we never see him pay. This is true. That's what I'm saying. He never. Pay- it can't be that much, like a buck or two for coffee. But he doesn't pay the man, so he pays. In the 90s, what was that like? 75 cents for a cup of coffee? Yeah, at a diner, if that. Right. Even with the phone, that's probably only like 10 bucks altogether. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, really, the phone. I'm I'm kind of playing up for the sake of comedy. Realistically, the township's coming in to fix that. He doesn't even have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that that's like a Bell West problem. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Also, if we show him like what will become telephone uh, phone booths in the future, he'd be like, ah, just set it on fire. <laughs> so Arnold, he has to come home because he's got his uh, stripped car, and I guess what else are you gonna do, right? Oh, and this is where there's a extended scene where you see the uh, tow truck driver woman. Yeah, Large Marge. Yeah, he, he's like, uh, you know fielding her like oh here's what i'll say to my wife and kids and she's like ah that's too uh that's not good enough or ah that's too sappy you you woman put on some why don't you put on a dress or whatever and it's like okay what yeah there's a whole scene these jokes will age great yeah well that's why it was good um so yeah he goes home yeah one of the best sequences of the fucking movie because uh he like he he's at his breaking point right because he comes home and he sees the fucking Ted and the hot cocoa and all that bullshit. He's put, he put the star on the tree. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he puts and he puts the star on the tree, which is Arnold's special uh, job. He does. That's his thing, man. You don't fuck with that. You don't fuck with family tradition like that. He's the Bumble. That's his job. Everyone 
aside from, you know, like, we know Ted's kind of true intentions, but the people in the movie really don't. Sure. Like, he's putting that on the tree, or he's doing the cookie, and she's always, like, looking at him like, what are you doing? Like, like incensed, like, how she says things. I'm like, don't invite him over. Why? Like, yeah. right. like, you treat this guy like shit. He always annoys you, but you keep him around. Is it is it to, like, piss off Howard so that he pays more attention to them? Like, you know? I think Ted just appears. That's <laughs> I think it happens. Hey, I just came over to get my, vi- uh, cookies. We find out a little bit later in the film, like, towards the end here, that, uh, she has zero interest in this dude, so I don't think it has anything to do with making her husband, her husband jealous. Remember when you're playing The Sims, and, like, when your neighbors just walk in, and you're like, alright, leave now, and they're like, Bo-do-do, and they don't? <laughs> there you go, that's Ted. Yeah, so he's putting the tree star up, uh, oh, tree, tree star, that's from, uh... Land Before Time. Land Before Time, that's sad. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Little Foot. Howard comes up with the plan of, he hears, you know, with the Sith mind powers... <laughs> Phil Hartman's voice in his head. I can, can someone please do the line? I got a turbo man for Johnny weeks ago. It's nestled safely under our tree. Under, under our, our tree. tree. Under, under our, our tree. tree. <laughs> right. So then he decides to break into the house and steal it. How did he think this was going to end? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he does come. He does have a come to Jesus moment where he's like, "Oh, this is not good. I'll bring it back," which then leads to the reindeer scene. But. It's under the tree in Turbo Man wrapping paper. Here's my idea for the theft. Um, this is the Ocean's Eleven move. <laughs> you take it, you unwrap it immediately, you throw the paper into the fireplace, so now you just have a Turbo Man doll with no no accountability. You just shift the presence around a bit. You go out the back, there's the reindeer, you knock it out, and you just run back to your house. And there you go. Problem solved. And Johnny's a little dickhead anyway that makes fun of your kid and, like, is always poking fun at him. So, fuck him. Like, no one's going to notice until actual Christmas morning. Sure. So, it's like, by the time, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, uh, Phil Harmon's going to be like, you know, I-, I noticed there's size 14 shoe prints going through my house. And my deer is knocked out. I don't, what? And my yeah, what happened? Yeah, some, someone knocked out my full-size deer. <laughs> it's just back there dead. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he, he he. What really happens is he tries to steal the Turbo Man. He he's gonna sneak out of the house through the front door for some reason. Yeah, what? The Carolers are there, so he has to like Solid Snake get out of the way before detection, which leads him to actually. Well, then, you know, that, then he goes out the back. He decides to go out the back door. Yeah, and that's when he runs into Ted the Reindeer. Ted the Reindeer, who's apparently rabid or on some kind of steroid or something, because he's awfully aggressive and incredibly dangerous. He's a raging alcoholic. They run back in the house, but he doesn't close the door behind him because I guess the reindeer is on him. <laughs> and they run the whole thing. He, but he's still able to lock the reindeer into one of the other rooms, but not before they knock random props and things around the house. And uh, Balthazar, the one of the three wise men, goes into the fire. <laughs> Like the head. He couldn't have botched this any worse. Oh my goodness. He's fucking hitting this this Balthazar head with like a fucking stocking trying to put it out, steps on it. Yeah, he's trying to put the fire out. And then, you know, the, the, the smoke detector's going out, so he decides to like kick it like like a soccer ball out the windshield which which is the which i was thinking about what the script looks like this is probably the funniest part reading this makes the carolers scatter like they just got hit with a trebuchet shot oh yeah (laughs) and this leads the wife and uh ted the real ted back into the house where they catch him and he could easily be like oh i was going around uh my, my backyard i just got home and the the deer was the, the thing was chasing me, so I had to run through your house, and I I was just trying to pick things up to throw at the damn thing, and I grabbed your Turbo Man. Sorry, it's locked in that room over there. Yeah, 
It's clearly behind those fucking doors. And he, he doesn't say that. He just goes, uh, 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 oops. <laughs> you caught me, Bree. You caught me doing a felony. Uh, to be fair, Rita doesn't let him get a fucking word out edgewise. He's, she's like, let me explain. And she's like, I heard your version of the truth for too long. Go fuck yourself. That's a rough, that's a rough line. That's going to be in the court proceedings. Oh, yeah. I just love that fucking, before we conclude this, when that fucking head goes flying out the window, Phil Hartman is horrified when he has to put out that fucking head. And he's just like... He looks at him and goes, Balthazar. And this is where I think he drops that line when uh, Rita Wilson goes to leave with uh, Phil Hartman in the car and their son. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is the one you can't, you know, punch your way out of there, pal. Can't bench press your way out of this one, big guy. Yeah, which then leads, which makes Arnold mad because uh, he takes the toy back. Arnold opens the door, remembers that the deer's, oh, the deer bursts through the door like a here's Johnny moment, charges at him, and he just knocks it clean out. <laughs> Yeah. It hits the ground and goes, uh... <laughs> there, there is clearly, like, a, a man's voice behind that groan. <laughs> and then I guess he feels bad and he just, like, you know, feeds it some more beer. I fucking love that. He makes up with the deer and they're having beers in the backyard. Yeah, I believe they're drinking uh, Miller High Life, the banquet beer. <laughs> the champagne of beers. <laughs> oh, the champagne of beers? <laughs> yeah, now I forgot about the fucking worst thing in the movie uh in the beginning of the film um jamie's drawing this crayon picture of the family (laughs) which is clearly drawn by an adult to look like it looks like those um joe cool kind of not cat you know what i'm talking about like the uh it's kind of like the the descendants kind of art or whatever it was back in the day. Yep. The squiggly hair. Yeah. Or they were like the older or the no fear drawing of that dude with like the you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like the big dog's clothing. Like yeah, no fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. So that's Arnold, and it's just drawing, and and he's talking about this clubhouse he built, which just looks like a fucking shed, and that's where he's feeding the beer to the reindeer. Oh, that's the one. He looks at the art. And he's like, yeah, this is my family. It's like this awful thing. So then he decides to... I don't even know. What the hell does he decide here? I guess he just decides I'm going to just go to the parade. Fuck it. I never got Turbo Man. It ain't going to happen. Oh, well. I guess, yeah, he goes to just patch it up with his family at the parade. Yeah, like, I think he talks to the deer. Like, he's asking the the deer for advice. And the deer, the reindeer has Sith powers and tells him what to do. (laughs) Yeah. The guiding hand of the force uh, be with him. It flows through all of us. And then he somehow gets to the parade. Oh, he takes a taxi. Yeah. Right. So he gets in a taxi and uh, starts heading to the parade. In his formal wear, which is just like a nicer yuppie outfit than he had on the previous parts of the film. And man, this parade is popping off. Oh, yeah. I want to go. You got Channel 54 there. Uh, oh, did you guys catch the name of the weatherman? No. G- Gail something? G- g- what do you think it is? Gail Hellstrom? Gail Weathers? It's Gail Force. Gail Force? <laughs> oh, they couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> Gail Force went. It's perfect. I was saying, cause, yeah, Gail Weathers is Scream. That's why that's Yeah. G- so Gail Force and whatever the lady's name, which is probably another in-joke uh, about news personalities or whatever, they're at the parade, and the parade's awesome. You got Sonic the Hedgehog. You got... Crayola crayons, you got Barbie in a car. All as a precursor to Turbo Man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we have some fucking turtles in there too? I thought I saw some. Yeah. Yeah, Ninja. Yeah, I think you have a Leonardo. Not that Leonardo. Just gonna put that out there quick. Connor, put the spray bottle away, please. Yeah, I heard his name. I got really alerted. The tick's there for some reason. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. You know, and then eventually the, the kids show up and they, they want to meet someone else who's there that we've never heard of before and they leave the car which is perfect for Ted's plan of seducing, you know, the wife here. Hey, you know, it all started for me at that Labor Day barbecue 
when you asked me how to marinate ahi tuna, and I said all you needed was a little Italian salad dressing. <laughs> and then fucking Rita Wilson oops upside the head with a fucking thing of eggnog. Oh my god, she almost kills him with this thing. <laughs> Wait, hold on, that, that, that's a yeah, when, when, he, when they had like, the money shot, he's just covered with goo. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he tries to, like, grope her and kiss her, to be fair. Yeah, and my favorite shot of the movie is, like, okay, so they're they're doing this, and the camera goes behind them, and it's looking out the fucking, the windshield, and it frames Arnold like he's a bull about to charge. Like, he's, he's like, walking, and then stops, and he's just like, (laughs) Well, before this happens, the best part of the movie happens, which is where the kids are now at the parade while the parents are talking, and Arnold's fighting the taxi guy because there's traffic, and he runs over before that. And... Uh, Cat in the Hat walks by (laughs) and the kids say Cat in the Hat awesome and then they high five (laughs) yeah yeah. I've never been that excited about Cat in the Hat in my life definitely not since Mike Myers Mike Myers alright the the only characters you can possibly high five for uh, Sonic the Hedgehog it's the 90s and it's extreme 96 a little waning on Sonic Mm. Ninja Turtles a little late for that too. You got the tick, which is an interesting grab. Mm. Maybe Madeline, she's there. <laughs> <laughs> but the but fucking cat in the hat. The rock and sock of robots are there. Yeah, they uh, are. All these, all these costume characters. Yeah. So, so then it cuts to the scene where uh, Ted's now making the full moves. The, the assault plan is working. It's going to happen in his minivan without tinted windows. <laughs> He's got the camera ready. It's rolling in the back. It's ready to go. And yeah, now, mind you, I don't think an assault took place yet on his side. Like, he just kind of touched her a bit, and then she, he got smacked right in the face, broke his fucking nose with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think there should have been, like, a kiss involved, whatever, but I guess, you know, he got his comeuppance, and, and that's that. But He, put, he like, puts her head on his shoulder and, like, grabs her like that. Yeah, a little bit. She Yeah, he grabs her and pulls her all the way in, which is a pretty shitty move. But yeah, she blasts the absolute shit out of him with his thermos. Like, oh yeah, like his his seat broke. It just went back. It's like Comdar just hugged him. <laughs> he got it fucking right. He got that fucking hot spray right in the face. It's a completely unprotected shot too, and he just goes all the way into the back seat. I'm like, he's dead. And then I guess she she leaves and runs away to the front line of the parade while he's licking his wounds. I guess for the next thirty minutes. Yeah. Also, Arnold sees this and is like, "Whoa, yeah!" And he's like, "Go, thank God, Liz. Don't, don't have sex with Phil Hartman. Okay, I'm going to get Turbo Man again." Yeah, like Arnold. Yeah, because at this point, Arnold thinks it's going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that resolved itself. So he's like, "Jamie." So like, when he sees his wife, he's like, "Why did you and Phil?" Like, like, like he doesn't know that happened the entire time. So you know, he gets cucked a little bit. It's fine. It's it's yeah. Turbo Man, it, it's, you know... Oh, yeah, so, so now the T-1000 shows up, and that makes him run away. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking runs right into him and spills hot coffee all over this fucking guy. I love that this... So, they acknowledge the fact that he has been injured by this bomb and not just covered in soot. Yeah. I love the fact that, like, he got potentially third-degree burns, and it was like, just put some fucking bandages on it, and I'll just go back to work. <laughs> right! Yeah, go to the parade. I love how he's the type of guy to be like, ah, right, fuck it, I could still work and my hands are fucked up. I'm gonna go get coffee for everybody. Well, my hands are in incredible pain. Let me hold hot coffee. And fashion to these these hard mittens that I can't move. But I think, doesn't he have it like in a carrying case, like a bunch of cups, and then they go flying in the air and all land on his hand? <laughs> he's got third-degree burns all over his body. He's got fourth-degree. 
degree now, if that's even a thing. But he's the catalyst for fucking, for Arnold to, like, run backstage. Yeah, for Turbo Time. Only reason he goes back and, like, runs out because he's running away from the fucking cop. Yeah. He, he got a script from Daniel Baldwin, and he's been following it very closely. He fucking wanders right into fucking Edward Nigma's house because he fucking grabs him, and he's like, hey, come here, I want to show you something. Oh, yeah. All, I, I kind of love this a lot, but it, it t- it's very different from everything else in the film up to this point because it's all POV from Arnold's mm. uh, uh, standpoint. Yeah. It's a lot of ADR of Arnold going like, wait, I'm confused. No, and at some point... I got the question. At some point, he just goes... <laughs> yeah, and they're like they're like dressing him in, in armor, and you you know what's going on, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. They cut, and, and uh, Booger... Uh, is there from, you know, Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. And he's like, where have you been? You know? <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if any of you guys can do a booger. Oh, well, what are you talking about? He kind of sounds like that. I've been waiting for your ass all day. Yeah, he's smoking. And then there's an extra in the back that just will not stop looking at the camera. You should watch this again. <laughs> Who are you supposed to be? Mary Poppins or some shit? I know it's first person and they're looking at each other now, but this guy in the background just won't stop looking at the camera. He's mugging. There's a great uh, line here, too, with the producer who's explaining uh, to Arnold what's happening, more or less, and he's like, yeah, thanks for coming in last minute. So, you know, the guy yesterday, he's in the hospital. They say he uh, has some brain activity, so that's a positive. Yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah, he smiles and there's a big thumbs up. And then Arnold still has, for some reason, no idea what's happening. Hasn't looked down, I guess. Like Justin said before, he fucking bumbles his way into the hero position. <laughs> Because next thing he knows, he's on the fucking Turbo Man float. And he guess what? He's Turbo Man. It's Turbo time. Let's address the fact this Turbo Man suit is not a prop. It is a fully functional, armed and ready superhero suit with projectiles and a functioning jetpack. Do you think this was a cover to test this fucking suit? They did it right out in the open. I think this whole thing, this whole thing was to create a superhero. Maybe Turbo Man was supposed to like wipe out the kid and the whole crowd there to show like this is like an attack yes it's a terrorist attack it's a show of force for the like a a government coup it's like we we have a turbo man in every major city (laughs) (laughs) they got they got real jetpacks they got 3d animated discs that stab people they have a a troop of, of of demon little people that are ready to go Turbo rings right in the fucking eye. Did John Kramer make Turbo Man? <laughs> no, it's far too clean. True. There's no spikes protruding from it. There's not enough rusted metal, and there's not. An, it's not uh, centered in industrial complex that he somehow owns. He would need to be made of junk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, I kind of love how Booster's there, Booger, just feeding Arnold lines like, Oh, what the fuck? You gotta wave. Pay attention. What are you doing? You're just... Were you at rehearsal? The whole time, Arnold's like, Huh? What? Okay. Oh, this is fun. Waving. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They say that they gave him a voice synthesizer thing to change his his tonality, and he just sounds exactly the same, but doubled up. He just sounds like Arnold. He's like, Jamie! So he's got to give this fucking toy away, because they have those, like, collector's edition Turbo Man, and he finds Jamie in the crowd. He picks him out. Yeah. And he's like, hey, there's my son, Jamie. Come up here. Come up on the float. And he's like, who are you, man? He's like, I love you, Turbo Man. He's like, here you go, Jamie. Merry Christmas. Yeah, he's like, who are you? He's like, but Jamie, I'm your... And then that's when that's when uh, our good friend Simbad comes in. Because you you, see, you saw the Dementor uh, guy <laughs> smoking on the roof because he's going to, like, zip line in to, like, this, this fight they're going to have on the float that only, like... 10% of the whole uh, parade can see anyway, so that's kind of shitty if you're, like, right behind the damn thing. I love how Rita Wilson's just like, oh, he knows his name. I guess that's okay. Go ahead. Go on up there, kiddo. <laughs> yeah! 
Yeah. Well, well. To be fair, this is a major. This is a major city, and they just let their kids leave the minivan and just yeah run through the streets. It must be some other guy with an Austrian accent. Also, Sinbad, uh, uh, counting to the uh, the number of crimes, uh, kidnaps and probably assaults this man. And he lands on the zip line, like on the float, perfectly without any fucking basically learning how to do it. Yeah. Which. I guess kind of lines up because Arnold's pretty damn good at using this jetpack, as we find out. Yeah, he's shooting fucking turbo discs. Oh, he he does that perfect thing where he's like bringing his arms and he's yeah. like, ha, 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 and it's just like a shot of his groin. <laughs> like- and he acts like he doesn't know what to do because it's Sinbad. And then Jamie's like, shoot your uh, discs, uh, turbo guy. And, and then, like, we have this slow-mo on Sinbad getting hit. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, this is where the movie goes off the rails because now we find out the jetpack is real and it becomes this chase where, like, people can die and fall off of buildings. And <laughs> yeah, Sinbad is a f- he's got to be some kind of supernatural being because he shoots his fucking fist at Arnold Schwarzenegger and it flies back into its socket and he moves his fingers around. Yeah. Oh my god. I forgot about that. Yeah, he he he, he gives him like the uh like the the raspberry like ha 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 kind of thing. So the chase is on because uh Jamie jumps off the fucking float and Sinbad goes after him, but Arnold gets attacked by the demon team. Oh yeah, and we also forget that Dementor beats up uh Booster, who gets attacked by children. Oh, he fucking tiger uppercuts him off the float. We don't like you, Booster. This is my favorite sequence in the movie because, like, he's like, shut up, Booster. Nobody likes you. Knocks him off the float. And then he's he's attacked by several children who are like, shut up, Booster. We hate you. And they're just beating him to death. Nobody likes you. Beating Booger black and blue. Oh, yeah. He's going to look like Joe Petto at the end of that movie. Dementor, he's chasing uh, Jamie through the, the, you know, the buildings and whatever. And um, Arnold has to fight the demon team who are all just like, hey, don't you know the choreography? Why are you, why are you doing this? And as he starts <laughs> punching them, they start getting mad. And they're like, we got to kick this guy's ass. He's trying to kill us. He picks them up at one time and just like throws them into each other, punches a bunch of them. They work themselves into a shoot. <laughs> and, then, and then his son is getting chased all the way on this roof. And his, his great escape idea is to climb this Christmas ornament that looks as fragile as a fucking Ritz cracker. Dude, it's a... It's a 10-story building. Uh, I'm sorry to back up, but the, the most important scene of the movie we forgot to mention. That's when <laughs> Jamie's running through all the, you know, Sonic the Hedgehogs and all this stuff. And Simba's running through, and there's a giant ornament, a giant Christmas box <laughs> guy in a suit. And he runs past him. He goes, get out of my way, box, and pushes the the guy in the box. And mind you, it's just a box of legs. No arms, no head, box of legs. And it's hanging out with another president, I think, and a bunch of ornaments that are around. No arms, no head, just legs. And when the box falls down and can't get up, all the other ones surround him and look down concerned and can't do anything about it. And it's the best scene, I think. Like, I say it, I say that word, I say, get out of the way, box, constantly <laughs> in my everyday life. And I just love how he just, the box just eats it, and the guy's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sinbad narrates his whole way to the building. He's like, get out of here, popcorn. And he fucking flips the popcorn guy's shit. Yeah. He's like, why are we climbing this? He's like, Don't you, ever see the, you ever see the movie? What was it, Vertigo? Does that, <laughs> does that mean anything to you? They climb up a 10-story fucking building, dude. Like, what? So now they climb the giant green Christmas tree that's on the top of the building, which reminds me of like a Batman Returns kind of situation. And uh, 
they decide to use his jetpack because the everyone else thinks it's a stunt. The cops, everyone but the mom and and him. So he takes off on the jetpack, which then puts him like you know, 1,500 feet in the air. Dude, he hits the stratosphere. He goes way over the fucking city. Like, like, like I, one, I don't believe that that would happen. Like, this is where the movie's just like, oh, now it's just fun. Who cares? It, it's it's a movie. And this is where all the 3D stuff goes wild. He's flying around. He's he, The stakes keep going, uh, you know, because the Christmas tree falls over parallel, and they're going to fall on the street. You see the ornaments from the tree smashed into the ground, like there's skulls that are going to happen. He's he's flying around the town. There's a great scene where he fucking blows through a building and these this family's sitting down to dinner and he like flies over them and out the other side. And the girl's like, What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, you're in a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> yeah, they don't care about the parade that's right below them. They're like, fuck. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> They're trying to eat Christmas Eve dinner. Yeah. So he so he ends up he ends up like uh, landing and then throws a fucking turbo ring and it it hits uh, uh, Sinbad and he like falls. Wait wait. So when this tree falls and they start dangling over the street, I don't know if it was like I don't know how this was filmed and what safety precautions they had, but like when it falls and they kind of jerk forward when it felt like you know when it stops, Sinbad swings full forward and kicks what I, I looks like Jake Lloyd right in the ass. Like it looks really painful. Jake Lloyd says, "Ow." I mean, they're, they're probably they're probably they got to be stunt actors at that point, right? Yeah, but like, yeah, it, you can tell that one body very unexpectedly flies into the other one, and it looks really fucking painful. You think that's why they ADR the owl in there? Maybe how? <laughs> probably it's too noticeable. Like Sinbad's knee goes right into this kid's back. Like he kicks him, and the kid just goes right to the street. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what happens then? Sinbad's like, oh. He lost a toy. He's a murderer of a child. He's on national TV. Like, he, so now his kid, his kid's like, oh my god, my dad is a murderer who killed and did and fucked for this toy. He's also Dementor. <laughs> now he grows up to be fucked up. That that's the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, and you almost forgot when Arnold's flying around, he smashes into a wall and his head hits it at like a hundred miles an hour. He like flies and hits a fucking uh, sign that he wraps around like a banner. Yeah, and it, I'm like, ah, uh, like this is the part where the movie you're just like, all right, come on, like. So he hits fucking Sinbad with the bat, the batarang, and he, and he, but not before Sinbad gets the Turbo Man doll, and he falls into the fucking present that's on top of the uh, police float, and then all the cops just fucking point their guns at him. <laughs> I love the smile he gives when they point the guns, it inclu- including the T-1000. Oh, yeah. Who's somehow palming a gun. <laughs> How does, he doesn't have fingers. They're like mitts. It's not real. It's all part of his body, remember? Um, it's an extension, right? Well, only knives and stabbing weapons, dude. Not, no, there's no guns. That's fake. It's like, you know, like it's like a Joker bang gun. It's just going to be like a, like a, it's going to go right into his head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but so then Jamie's going to, so, but the thing is, if Jamie fell, wouldn't he just fall into the same float, which also had a trampoline? on it i believe and and had a present he weighs considerably less too i'm sure like he's not gonna cause as much damage like sinbad's you said six foot four he's like probably 300 pounds falling like 40 feet in the air he's dead yeah well the turbo man uh, doll would break his fall (laughs) (laughs) or shatter and 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 impale him in various places (laughs) suddenly arnold knows how to use the (laughs) jetpack which still has enough fuel and he saves Jamie and then flies around with him for like a minute. Yeah. He like flies through the whole fucking city. Yeah, he's like Superman in Lois Lane. 
Yeah. So he flies down to Rita Wilson. And he's like, he's like, here you go, ma'am. Here's your kid. Even though I sound like a fucking giant Austrian man, I sound exactly and look exactly like your husband, but you don't know it's me yet. Yeah, I'm the only other Austrian stunt actor in this very small city. We get the fucking the banger from Phil because he's like, he's like, what's going on here, Johnny? He's like, Dad, look, Johnny's dad's turbo or uh, Jamie's dad's turbo man. He's like, let's get out of here. Oh, Dad, you smell like barf because he's covered in fucking eggnog. A non-alcoholic eggnog. He made it very clear. Yes. So he ends up, th- he's, like, he's like, oh, Jamie's like, oh, I wish Dad was here to fucking see this. This would have been awesome. And he's like, well, Jamie, guess what? It's me. I fooled you. I'm Turbo Man. <laughs> I like the fooled you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a freaking space balls. Uh... Yeah. And he's like, Dad? And Rita Wilson's reaction just kills me because, like, it's almost like, she, you know, Rita herself, like, not the character, but the actress is like, maybe she should kind of be getting this by now. And, like, kind of starts to react right before he pulls the helmet off. And then is like, oh, Howard, oh, like, looking at his abs. Like, it's Arnold. He has, he's in great shape. What does the suit do? It adds nothing. This is Arnold blind. This is them being like, oh, yeah, you're just a regular guy when, you know, when it was not important. Oh, yeah. She's looking at it. She's like, that's a skin-tight suit. Looking good. Yeah, it it was kind of sexual, I thought. I was like, sure. Howard, like, you keep the suit if you can. Yeah, I see that bulge going there, Turbo Man. Just cut out the front by the penis and just fuck me with it on. (laughs) They're going to be in the air on the jetpack. It's going to be like a Homelander, uh, the boy situation. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the Mile High Club. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, we wrap it up by fucking, you know, Sinbad's getting carted off in his fucking Dementor costume, and he's going away to prison for a very long time, but, uh, softy, little softy Jake Lloyd gives him, uh, the Turbo Man doll. He's like, here, give this to your kid. Merry Christmas. Little does he know it'll go in a basket full of confiscated items and be there until he's released. <laughs> he just has a tag on it in the fucking police headquarters. Yeah, after you, after you did your 20, they'll give it out to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like the company would just be like, yeah, that guy who stole it at the parade, let him keep it. Like, fuck, they're going to want it back. <laughs> oh, that one of a kind we sent to a parade purpose, specifically for the purposes of promoting our brand and giving it to a kid? Yeah, no, it's not going to sit in a box in a prison somewhere. Well, you know what? They, they might see, I could see them, like, like if, let's say there was a real sequel to this, I could see them wanting these two people to play these characters in like a Turbo Man movie. Sure. And, and they, you know, they just get off, they're like, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 you know, the corporation swept it under the rug and they were just like, yeah, that was a whole publicity stunt. Don't worry about it. It's not like they're going to press charges against him. The cops seem cool, you know, because Turbo Man outranks them clearly. Um, Howitzer's also a detective. It should be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine, imagine like, you know, they all pull the guns on him and, and he's like, here you go. It's like, you know, he turns around to the to T-1000. He's like, oh, thank you and salutes him and stuff. And what if the other cop like, wait a minute. You're not a detective. You pretended to be a cop. Yeah, yeah. The guy from Problem Child <laughs> 2 is there. He's like, hang on a second. And they just they just arrest him. They put Turbo Man in handcuffs. The, that's the real ending, though. He fuck, He's going to fucking jail. Oh, yeah. So Jamie's like, I don't need the toy because I got the real Turbo Man right here. And Donald's like, what the fuck? I went the whole movie to get this goddamn Turbo Man. You don't want it. You gave it away to Sinbad. Also, in addition to the real ending, like, Arnold thinks he's vanquished Ted. He broke into his house and damaged his property and was caught doing it. Uh, Ted wins. Ted is totally the guy to press charges, too. Well, I I, I think Ted's got the whole smash with eggnog. I think this is going to really 
affect the next summer Labor Day barbecue. Uh, but, it, but, <laughs> but is he above petty vengeance? Um, the thing is, she has him on a sexual assault charge, so who's going to fucking pull the button first, you know? Right. A series of blackmail attempts. I, I, I think some of Ted's tapes might be leaking to the public. <laughs> oh, no. But they're also incriminating, so who knows? Worth it. <laughs> uh, there's something I want to bring up here now that we're at the end of the film. Uh, why is it called Jingle All the Way? Uh, oh my god. I'm gonna have a nosebleed. Don't ask me these questions. It was a song, and then they took the name from it, but it has nothing to do with... It's not like, you know, like, you would assume a movie called Jingle All the Way would be, like, a Christmas version of Sister Act. It's, like, music-related or something. Jingle All the Way, you know, like, you're singing jingles, or it's like, oh, uh, like, you know, how about this? How about instead of him being a mattress salesman, he makes jingles for a living? Oh. You know, it's like a Mad Men thing. Like, like you're missing something. Yeah. Could be that. Could be, like, horse racing, like, sleigh racing or something. There's a big sleigh uh, sleigh ride thing going on, Jingle All the Way. Maybe. Maybe the, the horse is named Jingle. Yeah, dashing through the snow you know what i I need to i need to get melissa mccarthy on the phone (laughs) and i'm ready to reboot this film the way it was meant to be there'll be no jetpacks but there will be more antics um question um where does it end for you guys so we have that that whole scene where he tells the cop all the uh the felonies that he committed and you know don't worry about it i'm turbo man freeze frame credits uh yeah basically yeah here's the thing with that I don't know if I'm skipping something you're about to talk about, but there's a there's a post credit scene. Okay, so in the extended cut, it's not a post credits. It's just stuck in the end there. Yeah, uh, it's better as a post credit scene. Yeah, and it's and it's Rita Wilson and it's Christmassy. You know, it's Christmassy. They all go home. He puts the fucking tree on top or star on top of the tree, and she's like, you know, you went through all that shit for Jamie for that fucking toy. She's like, what'd you get me, Howard? And then the fucking timpani hit and the zoom in on fucking Arnold's face and then it just cuts. He still might be getting divorced. I mean, maybe. I got. The, I brought the Turbo Man suit home for you, Rita. That's what I'm going to do. That's your Merry Christmas. <laughs> I cut the crotch out. He's going to go into the other room and he's going to grab the magazine to like the jewelry place and he's going to say, ah, uh, hmm, funny story. I fucking forgot. Um... Uh, I know you're super pissed, but uh, pick out whatever you want. I got the checkbook ready. Oh, she's used to that. I know you're pissed, but I also became a literal superhero for our son. So you really want to hang this over my head right now? <laughs> yes. Then we kick up that fucking Brian Setzer, and then the movie ends. You know what? He should have said there. It's like, I don't know what the fuck Ted get you. Because that, 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 that's a plot thing that was never resolved for him. <laughs> oh, I got you something real nice. Well, Ted's filming it all like them, you know. Having Christmas. And and speaking of tacking on the end, this is where I found out that Lisa Simpson was in the movie. At the very, very end of the credits on the extended, they just, because I guess because she wasn't in the original credits, they just tacked it on the end. So after you get like all the who was in the music and the production companies and all that, like after the logos, it just goes Yardley Smith as uh, Fur Coat Woman. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Holy shit, that's so weird. I guess, uh, I mean, that's kind of nice of them. But uh, uh, definitely strange, though. Probably for, like, legal reasons. Like, oh, yeah, I need that credit. You think she gets a fucking royalty from the extended edition DVD? Uh, uh, maybe. (laughs) So this is Trashing Through the Snow. And um, what what is this uh, present under everybody's Christmas tree? This is getting in from the pit, all right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's always a blast. It's really fun. Um, I don't really know what kind of, like, gift to describe it as other than, like, it something just checks all the boxes. Something you, you you get it and you're like, oh, this is just fucking swell. Uh, I haven't seen this movie since I was little, and I was worried that like all that time would kind of like deaden the impact a little bit. But then I, as I'm going through, I'm like, this movie is 
catered way towards my current sensibilities and my sense of humor than I really ever imagined it would be. It's got really, really off-the-fucking-wall adult humor. Um, I think Phil Hartman is like a comedy goldmine in this fucking movie because his character is so bizarre and he's just relentless. Arnold is once again proving that he is a once-in-a-generation superstar who, and who we're never going to have again who can do basically anything and be entertaining. And it's also like, I don't know, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. It's real fucking brief. Um, so it's easy to digest. I don't know. It's just, it's insanity. I love it. It's, it's just bottled madness. And then especially towards the end, it goes completely off the rails. Like Justin said, I love this movie. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's great. This is a, this is a motherfucking turbo man underneath my Christmas tree. It's the, it's the one gift. Yeah. I I guess piggyback off Connor. It's the one, that one gift you really, really want. And you fucking, it delivers in spades. Uh, this is a classic. We watch this every year. Uh, Phil Hartman is an absolute treasure. RIP. Uh, Arnold is fantastic. Sinbad's fantastic. Even Jake Lloyd is good. And I love Rita Wilson too. Everybody's on point. The comedy's on point. Um, the, the action set pieces are really well staged and well shot. (laughs) Um, it's just a ton of fun. It's 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 a uh, quintessential uh, holiday film that if you haven't seen it, watch it, and if you haven't watched it in a while, watch it because uh, it holds up very nicely and uh, it's a it's a fucking blast. Uh yeah. Uh, I, I like the Turbo Man uh, gift under the tree. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna go to an old standby. I think I used this either last year or on the first season. I can't quite remember, but this is the. Uh, let me just look around for a second, make sure everybody's watching. Nintendo. No 64! As I knock everything, as I knock everything <laughs> off my shelf around my uh, recording studio here. I hope you heard that. So happy you threw up. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not doing a second tape, folks. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I threw up, Joe. You're exactly right. Uh, <laughs> this movie is fucking amazing, and I slept on it for a long time. Uh, but it's probably been over a decade since I uh, have have come to fall in love in this film, and it's a uh, it's an all timer. It's definitely one of my uh, favorite uh, Christmas movies, easily. And I, I had mentioned this in the previous episode, that this is one that I reach for yearly. And, you know, I was going to watch it whether we did it or not. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad we did it for the show. And uh, this is our, our final review of the year. And I guess i kind of been hitting this shit for, God knows, nine months about this Baldwin <laughs> statue, what the fuck I'm going to do with it. The whole year, baby. Here it comes. Because uh, I because I knew for a while this was going to be the last film, and I kind of already knew it was going to be on the shelf. I didn't even have to watch it again. It was already up there. It's been up there again for like a decade. I think, honestly, you know, somehow, some way, this Baldwin statue uh, ends up getting chased by the T-1000, uh, ends up like in the back of a building where they're doing some kind of Turbo Man production. It gets put in the suit. Uh, the jetpack gets strapped onto it and everything. <laughs> Booger's there. He's he's dodging peas. Rick Moranis is around there somewhere uh, getting chased by Fang. I don't know the semantics of it. It's, it's the MDU. And uh, this Baldwin statue made out of hamburger bags, tonic bottles, pepperoni, uh, you know, Bo Derek's leg. Uh, that that's not even attached anymore at this point. This Akira freakish monster that Connor referred to it as previously. Uh, now has a Turbo Man suit and is fucking zipping around with a jetpack. <laughs> and the sad reality of it all, uh, because it, it it controls it just as well as Arnold does in this movie, it just fucking, it, it thinks it's uh, more powerful than it really is. It is just a statue of junk. Uh, it uh, unfortunately jetpacks into the dumpster and uh, lands somewhere in there. I'm not really sure. It explodes into a million pieces. I don't know what the fuck happens to all the uh, little itty bits. But the Baldwin statue goes out like it came into life 
back into a pile of shit, much like the actor. <laughs> and uh, that's all I really got to say. You know, it doesn't get in a mech like Ivan Ooze, like in Robot Jocks. That's the happy ending that it wish it had. Uh, this is the reality. It's in the dumpster, never to be seen again. Thank you, Daniel. We'll, we'll return to you next year, but you're not getting another fucking statue to stink up my closet, to put a hole in the floor. My house has got to be fumigated after this fucking season. And uh, I'm not really sure what to do about all the damages that this has caused me and uh, the other people living with me, to be perfectly honest. I think I might have to get a uh, COVID test just from sitting here with this damn thing around me uh, all these months. R.I.P. <laughs> so if the Baldwin statue then jetpacked into the, the, the titular movie dumpster, are, there, are we then in a Ghostbusters situation where the containment unit is breached? Um, I think it... I, uh, we might have to wait until 2021 to answer that question. It's a it's a sign, all right, to sign a going out of business. It's a sign, all right. All the garbage we've watched has been unleashed onto the world. <laughs> Good and bad. Uh, return to the dumpster uh, where they uh, originally came from. So I guess, I guess I guess the present under my tree is is Balthazar's head. <laughs> I, I think this is this movie is one of the three wise men of Christmas that I try and watch every year. Uh, definitely this, Bad Santa, and Die Hard for your countercultural. What you know, like you know, Jingle All the Way at the end of the day is like a Bad Santa light, right? It's it's an anti Christmas movie for kids about consumerism and about you know, but it all resolves in the end with family and all that stuff, much like a, like a Bad Santa or not. You know, and I know a lot of people that have like watch parties of this film, and and it just it's just a fun one to watch. Uh, and it, it aged pretty good, uh, aside from, you know, cell, uh, not having cell phones and all that kind of dumb shit, but, uh, it's a fun one. I just highly recommend not watching the extended cut. Oh yeah. You don't fucking need that shit at all. I mean, if you really want to fucking do it, just look at, look it up on, uh, online. If you really want to see Jim Belushi sing. No, I don't. <laughs> I only want to see him in Twin Peaks season three. That's it. Oh man. He's actually pretty good in that. He's great in that season. <laughs> and I I'll try and get you guys a Jim Belushi pizza box. I would love that. Absolutely, but you have to sign it for us. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna look that up right now. But you you have to sign it as Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> prerequisite. So so where can everybody find you, Justin? Uh oh man, um, you know they hang up these wanted posters at the post office sometimes. Where <laughs> <laughs> Sinbad works, where I guess doesn't anymore. Um, no, you can find all my social links on a uh, Justy with a Y Silverman dot com because. Someone already took my other addresses. I had Silverman.xxx, but I lost it, and then Sarah Silverman bought it. Oh, my God. You know, but you know, just go to JustySilverman.com. You can just look up Justin Silverman on any social platform. I'll pop up. Perfect. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, if you want to support the show, support your favorite show, we got that brand new Movie Dumpster uh, store open. Go buy some hats, some T-shirts, something for uh, something for Christmas, probably. I guess not now. It, tonight's Christmas Eve, so you fucking you lost that one. You blew it. You blew it. But you can still go and buy stuff, so that's great. Um, and then if you you know you want to support us monthly, go to that Patreon. You can do two, five, and ten dollar tiers. Uh, get some commentary tracks, some mini sods, and get yourself some uh, movie dumpster swag while you're at it. And uh, for no money at all, jump on that Apple Podcast, give us a five star review if you dig the show. Really helps. Gets other people to listen to it. Gets it in their uh, in their line of sight or into their eardrums, as Sean says every episode. And uh, and yeah. Absolutely, and uh, we always like to thank our patrons, and uh, thank you to Hunter Davenport, Brendan Lemune, The Autistic Gamer 89, Christopher, Jacob Chavez, Leonardo, Roberto Talavera Barocio. Put that golami down! <laughs> 
Uh, here's the 2021 for some more Gorlami jokes. It's never going to end, and if I ever come to a point where I can't come up with a gimmick, that is the only way it will end. Fair enough. <laughs> Amanda Tweed, Joe Has a Mustache, Dustin Elkins, Nick Lowry, Dalton Bell, Serge Murillo, Matt Collins, Tyler Monty, Lucio Fulci's butt, Julie Lockwood, Kyle McDonald, Nicholas Walters, Justin Kiefer, Daniel Perhaps, Jacob Fonsbeck, Patrick Farmer, Tony from Hack the Movies, uh. C.B. Smith, <laughs> Arlen Haro, and John Possibly Hurt. We still don't, We again, we don't want to know. Don't want to know. Keep it a secret. Thank you all for all your support. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and thank you, Justin, for coming on the show and uh, talking about some uh, holiday goodness. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. If you're listening, definitely dump uh, a bunch of money in this dumpster fire and... Uh... <laughs> Support these guys. That'd be great. Thank you for that endorsement, and uh, thank you to all the dumpster dwellers. And again, this was our last uh, review of the year. Uh, we've come to that point again, believe it or fucking not. Yeah, we got some good things uh, cooking up for season four. Uh, a lot more kind of uh, live stream stuff. Some uh, some more commentaries, more minisodes, uh, event stuff. We got we got a lot of cool stuff that we're cooking uh, cooking up. So. Definitely stay tuned. Uh, thank you for sticking with uh, all of us through all 87 years of the year 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, we probably will have some kind of end of the year wrap up. We're still uh, talking behind the scenes what that will be, but we like that from last year. So we, we got ideas, but uh, beyond that, uh, we'll have a brand new season. We're already talking about what it might be, so uh, you'll find out soon enough. Yeah, we'll catch you in 2021. So that's it. That's Jingle All the Way from 1996, directed by Brian Levant. Hey, everybody. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Oh, I'm Justin Silverman again. Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to do that again? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Thanks for visiting the dumpster and a very Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Langston residents. Hi, I. Ted? Howard! Hey, buddy. How's it going out there? Everything okay? Yeah, fine. Uh, Ted, I need to speak to Liz. Uh, could you get. <clears throat> oh! Howard, excuse me. But your wife's cookies are out of this world. What a... Who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm just helping Liz out a little in the kitchen. She's making up a storm here. Ted, I need to speak to my wife. So could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower, Howard. Do you want me to go check? No! I mean, no, that's fine. On your way out, just tell her it would be a few minutes late. But you shouldn't worry. Oh, she won't worry. I mean, I'm here and... Mm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Les. Put that cookie down! Now!